You could do all kinds of shit. Man. It was awesome, bro. I remember I lost a friend because of that. I logged into an account. You know, we logged each other's, and I thought I was making a good trade for this like one million dollar picture. Uh-huh. And it, it wasn't that million dollar picture. It was a different one, uh, and it wasn't the one worth all that money. So he played you. No, I, I played him. It was his account, oh, and he okay. logged in. And he told me, "I was like, dude, I'm sorry." He never forgave me. <laughs> we, Joshua Einbinder, bro, we're no longer friends. Feel bad. <laughs> Lost him to the Cartoon Wars game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, we are rolling. This is Boku no Podcast. I'm your host Nick here in the studio with Kenji, Bob, and this is an anime podcast. There's been a lot of anime happening this week, I suppose. Uh, not really. Yeah, there has, man. Like what? Oh, uh, well. Like what? Well, well, for starters, I decided to get current with the latest trend. So I started watching Promise Neverland because I hear that the next season of that's coming out. What color is that? Promise Neverland, it's white. Snow what? white. It's about- Is that the crystal one? With the crystal ladies? No, that's Land of the Lustrous. I um, I'm still <laughs> watching that, but I love that show. Um, but no, I'll say so. Promise Neverland. The whole conceit of the show. Well, you should watch it if you want to watch it. I'm gonna look at it and and see if I want to watch it or not. Give me the verdict, because I don't want to spoil things for you. I've everyone tells me, oh, Promise Neverland has one of the best first episodes of an anime ever. And it's it's a pretty good hook. I'm not gonna lie. I was listening to Blues Traveler. <laughs> I might give it a chance. I'm I will not say hate on it. There's some shows that I just look at it and hate it for some reason. You know, I get a glimpse at it and I'm like, that's not my style. That's not my jam. You know? Yeah. That's not my- I I almost obligatorily hate children and things because when I. I'm like, when there's children, there's no stakes. Yeah, that's why you don't like Stranger Things, right? Yeah, because it's like... 13 reasons why. Yeah, because it's like, you're not going to see one of these kids get their belly knifed open. We can't do that. That'd be crazy. That'd be mean. Yes, you can. Um, (laughs) That'd be mean. (laughs) So I was delighted to learn that Promise Neverland immediately lets you know that it's like, um, no, we'll, we'll hurt children on this show. Like, we will... At, we will especially hurt children on this like show. emotionally or physically well pick your poison bro <laughs> really ever really yes. the whole spectrum you can do whatever you both want both at the same time <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's about a woman running an orphanage and not everything is quite what it seems <laughs> okay and so you know Question: Does it does it give a despair vibe, kind of like Goblin Slayer episode one, where you come in and it's like, hey, we just want you to know, nothing's off limits. It's Goblin Slayer episode one, as a quick aside, is one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Because really, it's, it seems like a lighthearted. Have show. you seen it? Is that the you one with the goblins? The he hasn't heard the Doom music. Oh my god! Obviously. It's just the fact that they're like when the goblins win. That it's like the we, goblins will try to overwhelm you in combat. If you fail to fend them off, they will pick apart your gear. And if there are women, they will defile them. And you see a bunch of goblins trying to like like seven of them trying to rape a woman. They do successfully. And, and when I saw that, I was like, goblin rape? That's kind of a hard left, bro. Yeah, Multiple bro. <laughs> bukake goblin rape. And it, that, you, you return to that. You you find people after months of being kept. 
they Five make goblins. they they're yeah. like five minutes into Goblin Slayer and they're like these are some horny goblins. These are <laughs> hornier than your average. This ain't the Hobbit. These are some horny little goblins. Are there a lot of rape scenes? Is it too much rape scene? I only watched four episodes of Goblin Slayer, and I was oh, like, there's enough rape scenes. Is it, <laughs> is it rape scene out of ten? <laughs> I'd say about every... every. I mean, it's, it's about goblins. That's the whole his thing, right? He's obsessed with goblins. About every five to six episodes, there's goblins. and That's you know, the they, alluring they part of do. the show. So that there's he just wants to kill goblins. That's He's the only, goblin slayer. Yeah, that's that's what he does. Because the rape part makes me feel squeamish, but the goblin part makes me feel... When you watch, I don't know. Gap, you apparently can't get one without the other. No, <laughs> the creators of this show decided. <laughs> I mean, did you finish episode one? No, I seen something where they're trying to like kill one goblin, and they're having so, so much trouble because they're a bunch of doofuses yeah, with weapons. Young is it kids. like a virtual reality? No, it's thing? the real world. They're just young. <laughs> they're real world. It's it's if if you actually if that was real, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go slay demons, thing. and it's like, oh, I have to kill things and not be killed. This is that's how that works. <laughs> well. In Promise Neverland, I have not encountered any rape yet. I will, um, okay. I will spoil, so I will deep. spoil that for you. <laughs> there might be. Oh God! Can't rule it out. Okay. It's good, you know. There's another season coming, but I will say, um, it drags a bit in the middle. I thought um, once you learn the core conceit of the show, I do it to say there are like ten episodes where you're like, all right, so we know where this is going. Let's get there. Like, we know this has to go somewhere. It's almost like, you know, what's in the basement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. I know. Yeah, you just get so curious. You're like, wait, what does the world outside the orphanage look like? And, and oh, that's what hooks you, pretty much? Um, well, part of what hooks you. Coming back to, like, why have we not answered this yet? You find out that there's, like, a dozen pieces of information that the children don't know. And you're con- and you're just like, come on, let's start filling in these blanks. And the show kind of dra- like, mm, kind of dr- tugs your dick for like ten episodes before it really starts. Like, all right, now we're gonna start filling in these blanks. And I, I would, I would be lying if I said I didn't feel like some of the mid episodes weren't like, come on, just like fucking say the thing. We know what you're thinking. Yeah, like, you know when you're watching something and they have to like. You as the viewer have made sense of it, but they have to walk you through the characters making sense of it. And just I was to show you different perspectives and stuff. Well, just like I, I'm did trying it to, make you cry? Um, no, nothing makes me cry. I <laughs> I did feel bad for one of the ladies. I was like, oh, you know, but it does. It's a great shit. <laughs> one of the la- one of the really? ladies. Uh, she has a, a thing happen to her, and you're like, damn. It's funny how, um, as I said, they haven't really like shown everything yet, and that's why I'm eager to see the next season, but it is like, if things are like I think they are, this is like an unspeakably awful reality. <laughs> Sounds amazing. But, but it might not be, and that's what's cool, is all the intrigue is in So the, the intrigue is similar to like Attack on Titan intrigue, kind of? You're searching for the truth. Yeah, yeah, but there's that one. It's bo- It bothers you, you know, the like whole the truth's time. Everywhere around us, but for some reason, we're a season deep, and I still don't know anything about this world, and we're still just trying to learn. Yeah, at the, by the end of the twelfth episode, it's like, 
all right, I know marginally more than I learned at the end of the first episode. <laughs> like, at the end of the first episode, I got that hook, and you guys have kind of just been repeatedly hitting that button. And there's, like, an ass pull. I'll say this. Morse code, for all writers out there, Morse code has never felt like an organic solution to anything. True. Whenever someone's like, hold up, this isn't Braille. This is Morse code. And I'm like... No yeah. one fucking makes calls like that. Like well, no- in real life, yeah. W- when do you ever learn Morse code? They don't even teach cursive anymore. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they teach it know. to military people. Exactly. These are kids in orbits, bro. They don't know Morse code. I mean, break. I'm learning Morse code. Yeah, Dude, you don't know Morse code. Morse code. I, I know a little bit. I am boop, fucking... Boop, boop, boop. It's like, because you know what gets me is you know that whenever people write, like, the answer is Morse code. You know the writer is, like, fucking, like, I'm so goddamn clever. I'm so fucking smart. They're not going to, I'm going to put Morse code in, like, the rims of the paintings and stuff so that, like, if anyone's ever curious, it's like, no one's going to be looking at the frame of a painting for Morse code. This is crazy. Maybe one day you'll need to say SOS and Morse code once. If you and I were in a life or death situation and you picked up like a piece of particle board and you were like, wait a minute, this this is Morse code. <laughs> I would be like, Sean's lost his fucking mind. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I've got to kill him and eat him now. <laughs> no, but, but what if you had a piano? <laughs> Something. It's like the goddamn watch in Interstellar all over again. Yeah, like that. That's bullshit. What if you do? What if you're in the fourth dimension one day? It was love, Murph. <laughs> it was love all along, Murph. 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 I'm in your bookcase. <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know. Anytime something relies on Morse code, I'm like, that's bad writing. No one ever fucking. I mean, it does. saves lives. <laughs> Like that Vietnam soldier that spelled out torture with with his blinks in <laughs> Vietnam. Vietnam, keyword Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> Vietnamese people. They all were like, they were, code. they were like, oh, we take care of our people, and then like, it's like the guys like, yeah, I, I, I feel great, <laughs> like you know, blinking in a certain weird way, but it wasn't SOS. It was spelled out torture. And, like, they gave him the Medal of Honor for spelling out torture with his eyes. I bet you could form whatever word you wanted from whatever blink pattern. Like, like balls. Like, you'd be on the witness stand, and I'd be like, he's blinking that he's guilty. (laughs) (laughs) In Morse code? (laughs) Do you know Morse code, Judge? Your Honor. (laughs) Your Honor, not to call you stupid. But do you know Morse code? Because I do. Because I saw Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and I don't fucking think you did. So, yeah, it's just always like, I don't know. It's what, it's the Morse code might be the most consistently abused, like, plot device. They used it in Ponyo. <laughs> they used Morse code in Ponyo. To distract you from the fact that it's about two four year olds falling in love. I mean, don't what? sailors use it all the time? Ponyo's a fucked up gross movie. And maybe we'll have to save this conversation for another episode. But that's just my quick five minute review is Of Ponyo. Yeah, it's gross. Ponyo <laughs> on the cliff. It's like it's Miyazaki's most suspicious film. <laughs> oh, the little water babies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. I've said this a hundred times before. That's what the inside of Miyazaki's ball sack looks like. All right, it's you've seen fish. Spirited Away, right? Yeah, of course. Where it's like, all right, like 
preteen girl kind of falls in love with a river dragon. It's like, that's cool. That makes sense. I would fuck that guy. And then you see, like... And then you see, like, Castle in the Sky, and it's like, all right, these are some kids having fun. And then you see Ponyo, and it's like a... like a four-year-old kid running into a four-year-old water spirit sprite thing Sprite and and he's like i love her mom i want to marry her and the mom's like i guess you two are gonna get married then and i'm like and happy happy, there's like 10 people in your little village and some little girl was like fuck it yeah we're gonna keep her why not if my child (laughs) if my child was like i'm marrying this woman I'd be like, kid, like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> Arrange marriage, done deal. You're out of luck. I'll be like, you're, do whatever you want. I'd be like, you're an idiot. Don't worry, you're a child, so it's your fault. But you're dumb, and I and marriage doesn't work. You don't fall in love at like four years old. This is like such a fucked up expectation to put. It's like this That's is all what you're weird. Tell your four year old so kid. You choose your gender at four years old nowadays. You, so I need you to get yeah. the times. So <laughs> you're gonna shake him down. You're gonna like wind that. up in prison if you keep trying to prevent your son from getting married. Exactly. At four exactly. years old. At four years old. Just because he wants to get married to a fish. It's his it, decision. <laughs> it's illegal to intercept your son's Snapchat. If I hear a four year old <laughs> saying that, I'll be like, sure, yeah. Mom, mom, I'm marrying a fish deity that I met like five days ago. And it's like, oh, that's my boy. And it's like, miss, you have a predicament on your hands here. This is (laughs) fucked up. Well, get around the fact that there's deities in the first place. You don't even know if that's a girl or if that is a slime monster that just happens to resemble a girl, which is what she is. It's like if your son puts his dick in that, he's like fucking a jellyfish or something. Which I've never thought of before, <laughs> but I don't know. The forbidden fruit. I uh, I hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, what's Seems it like to get laid by? Yeah. Oh, I'm out here in the South Pacific, and I'm going to stick my dick in a box jellyfish. <laughs> but wasn't it like she had the choice to stay a human or go back to being like a yeah, water spirit? If she or like kissed shit? him, she became like a little girl That's forever. Like, or a little girlfriend forever. His little girlfriend <laughs> forever. He doesn't know that she doesn't grow up. Girlfriend for life. She stays that age. Ooh, that's terrible. But uh, yeah. Is that the curse of having a foil? <laughs> permanent girlfriend my permanent four-year-old girlfriend it's like god what what is he gonna say when he's 18 still dating a guys you don't understand guys she's a she's a water nymph bro <laughs> i made an agreement years ago well but yeah so yeah promise neverland man it's good shit i'm looking forward to where it's going i guess I got nothing else to do but to ride this one out. Whoa. The kids are cute. It's got some intrigue in it. I will admit there's some times where it's like, oh, it's going to go left and it goes right. And I was like, you got me. You definitely made an unkies monkle of me. I feel stupid. But, you know, I guess if that's what you're going for. It's got, it's got drama. It's got um. There hasn't been a lot of world building and I am sticking it out. Cause I well, it's probably that's the why season two, season two's for right. right. Season two's the one where they all have to go out and get jobs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're adults next season. Turns out the first thing is McDonald's, and it's Devil's a is a part timer. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. what the fuck is this? Is this normal? <laughs> Man, Devil with a part. The Devil is a part timer. Chalk that up to one of the great 
One of the greats that will never ever get a second season. Dude, like Blood Lad. Those, those. I think I watched those like back to back, and I was like, man, these are both good. And, oh, <laughs> I forgot about Blood Lad. It was just, it was, you know, it was just a good solid C to B anime where you just you're happy. You watched it; it was fun. There's a little action. The animation was decent. Story was a little contrived, but you didn't care because. The Devil is a part timer is like almost a reverse isekai. Rather than it being about like a kid sucked off into a magical world. Is this porn? What? <laughs> is it like a kawaii show? What? Devil is a part timer? Yeah. No. no. no it's chill. it's like a reverse isekai because it's not about like a kid being sucked and thrown into like a magical world where everything's crazy and he has to figure it out. It's about a creature from a magical world getting thrown to earth and having to figure out how to be a demon king but also hold out a job like pay rent and shit so imagine if the demon demon next to be demon king is like yeah i'm just gonna give up this demon shit i'm gonna go live in the real world he's like fuck i need a job so he's trying to work at mcdonald's while people are like oh i want to challenge you for the demon throne he's like listen bitch I'm the manager now, all right? I got responsibilities. <laughs> right, I got to lead the shift and work. I don't have time to fight you for the crown, you know? That kind of shit. Mm-hmm. The whole time, he's got like a... Um, That's cute. He's got like a squire, or he's got like an underling, and their banter is just like tops. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's, he's got a great relationship with him. Kind of reminded me of like Beelzebub, even though Beelzebub didn't have any personality really because he's a baby, but the same concept where it's like, oh, you're a demon king. Oh, we're going to put you in the real world and you're just going to have to like survive like that yeah it's it's uh, it got canceled after the first season or it was just like the staff got disbanded or something but was it good was it great was it bad was it i i would say when you look at all the things like dude soul eater got two seasons (laughs) you know Mm. like there's so many bad things that get multiple seasons soul eater isn't the one where they have the weapons and they fight the demons yeah i liked it i never finished it well the ending shits the bed hard it it's one of the greatest dumps in anime history it's like really shits the bed i'm talking you got to throw that whole mattress out and call casper like (laughs) (laughs) it's bad it was. I wasn't even a big Soul Eater fan, and when I saw the end, I looked at my boy Jason, and I was like, "Is this what? What episode is this?" And he's like, "This is the last episode." And I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Oh god, what's the uh, what's the anime that's kind of like Soul Eater, where they Shaman King? No, no, jeez, you're hitting the old Shonen. Jump. Well, I'm not really but, uh, flexing dick here. It's, no, it's because uh, of this this similar guy. Similar setup. They fight fight uh, monsters, and they have to use special equipment. Main characters from the other world. Where um, the monsters come from. It went a couple seasons. And if, to me, so when I saw Soul Eater, to me it was a copy and paste version of this. Um, I'm not sure, Just but the people... Another show you know what's funny popular. about Soul Eater, though, is the uh, the woman who made Soul Eater is the same woman that made Fire Force. Really? Yeah, same exact person. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah. That's everything in a new perspective now. It kind of makes it sad that, um, I don't know if you guys heard, but the Fire Force Blu-rays came out recently, and they sold, like, less than 2,000 copies. Really? And Yeah. To, like, put things into perspective, I believe Your Name on Blu-ray sold, like, 200,000 copies in the first week. <laughs> and the new uh, Fire Force Blu-ray box set, or whatever, like... The new Fire Force set, it sold less than a thousand copies, yeah. 
sold yeah. like four hundred. I, I don't know for a I, show that appears on Toonami. It's on Toonami. <laughs> yeah, Toonami's still alive. It's got an English dub. Is there still the robot? Tom, yes, he's back. God, yes. <laughs> hey, man, when 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 the old one died and we had to vote for the new shit, bro, I, it really hurt. I lost my childhood that day. Yeah, dude, when they killed Tom, the first time they killed Tom and they brought him back as Tom too, the whole like mechanovirus thing that yes. invaded the spaceship dude, that hurt my soul, bro. I, that was like very like I was like, what the fuck is happening? Exactly, <laughs> like bro. I don't know exactly. why I was so like. What the fuck is... I'm a child. I can't deal with loss like this. It's the fuck <laughs> of my whole world, bro. But, um... Oh, well, shit. So, dude. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Kenji here is a one-punch man hater. Do you not Oh, like why? Him, Look you... at him not even talking into the mic as he smirks. He's just, let's just talk about something else. How do you not... Like <laughs> when One Punch Man came out, I mean... It came out with a bunch of others, and it started this new genre of overpowered main characters, which, by the way, fanboy all day love that shit. Like, live for that shit. Hero is overpowered, but cautious. No, like like Overlord, <laughs> where it's like, oh, I'm level 99, and I'm starting the game with level 1s. Or, for example, um, what's the other one where he's, they're trapped in the video game, and he grinds his level to... Sword like, Art. Sword oh, Art, where it's uh, like, oh, I'm, I'm untouchable now. My, my health heals faster than your DPS. God, that Except scene this- right there, I just... Oh, Except for one cry. punch, man. It's like from the start. It's like nothing. I mean, he's invincible. I, I got it. like the premise. Of it. I got to episode like 10. I guess like the yeah. invincible hero genre is like, because there is an anime called Cautious Hero. Hero is overpowered, but cautious. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. And it's all about this guy who can like cut holes in mountains and shit, but he like sees a slime and he's like, I've got to determine what that slime's power have level is. Yeah. If I'm going to approach that slime, I'm going to have to figure out all of its weaknesses yeah. and yes. think of every angle of attack. Have you seen uh, Reincarnated as a Slime? No. That is how <laughs> Fuck I, that. <laughs> I love that show. That's how I like to think of my D&D character. It's like, I'm going to make him the most generic lame ass motherfucker and I'm gonna just invent ways to make him overpowered <laughs> just being the stock bare minimum mother, gray motherfucker you wouldn't recognize in a crowd that's what the slime show is like oh let me take the, the weakest character in all of fantasy and somehow turn him around and just be the most broken yeah it's like putting a turbo engine in a Chrysler Cressetta that's rusted yes. up and yes. like all uh, chipped yes. paint yeah yeah no seats but well, it's the fastest motherfucking car in the lot, you know. Oh, so it's no, um, it's no s- secret that One Punch Man season one is considered to be like a gift. It really was. It was like a it got me back in like a perfectly why. wrapped just treat for everyone that was sick. Yes. Of, of like. I don't know about you, but I had friends who were like, you got to watch Fairy Tale, dude. You got to oh, watch yeah, Black right. Clover. You got to watch oh. this. You got to watch that. And I was like, listen, guys, like, I don't need strong men. Up until My Hero Academia, you know, mm-hmm. I was in a I was in a drought where I was like, I don't need I don't need another Goku in my life. You know, <laughs> I, I just don't need that right now. I'm not at a point. <laughs> I don't need some. What, Natsu is your gonna be your Goku? No, like, but it's like Ichigo and Bleach, all of them. With the, I don't need a guy who's gonna get Bleach, angrier bro. and then get stronger because he's angry. Because I'm as pissed off as you can possibly be as a human being, and I'm not getting stronger for it. It's not like I get angrier and I start like muscling up and shit. And yet every time I watch something, so if you drink enough, yeah. 
<laughs> and so, like, One Punch Man was just, God, it's so fucking good in that when Saitama's was like, they're like, how'd you get this way? And he's like, I did sit-ups and push-ups, and I ran five kilometers every day, oh, even yeah. if it rained, even after my hair fell out. And it was like... Damn. You can't skip a day. Can't God, skip a day. Yes. That was the thing that got me is when he's like, you can't skip even one day. And I was like, that's why. That's why no one's as powerful as Saitama. Because I bet if you told like Usain Bolt to adhere to that schedule, if you told like any athlete, you told Michael Phelps, like, yeah, you got to do this every day. You can't skip a day. It's like they would, they would lose one day. They would fuck it up. But it's only because Saitama never stopped training. For like what, three years or something? I think it was something like short, like two. Yeah, he became the That's most. That's how he got his powers, bro. The, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Right now, and this is getting way deep into the into the manga. We're not the webcomic shit, but we're getting close to it. Where they're 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 guessing because there's a creature, an entity in the in the in the manga called God. That's his name, not his title. And it gave powers to some other heroes in there, which are pretty high up. So one of the fan theories right now is that God is the one who. Gave Saitama's powers and took off his limiter. Because, I mean, the, the whole point of it all is that Saitama's one punch kills everything. He's overpowered. There's, doesn't need to... <coughs> <coughs> took him three punches to kill Boros. Like no, no, no. One serious punch. The other punches were, were the regular punches. True. Dude, I, that's, they, that is the funny thing. No Boros' last words, too, just like that whole... You were holding back. Yep. <laughs> it's like the most badass scene in anime for that decade. You know when they released that in the, um, I think it was a copy of Shonen Jump. Anyway, when the when they had it in the manga, in the back in the facts, the uh, the writer put, yeah, Boros is is stronger than everybody. Boros is is Saitama level, which I don't know how you put that when he gets beaten one punch. But supposedly, <laughs> and this is the great thing about one punch, you don't know how strong anyone is. Because if you scale it off Saitama, they all lose. So like Carnage Kabuto, yeah. La later you find out they run simulation drills with uh, Genos, and Kabuto's stronger than like all the S-Class heroes, other than like one or two. Out of like 9,000 matches, he wins like 8,000 of them. And you realize, oh shit, that dude he beat like two episodes in was God tier. <laughs> you didn't even wow. know. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what I love about One Punch Man. As it goes on, you're slowly realizing... Oh shit! The power you, scale. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea. That's like part. as the series progresses, Saitama's punches start to have like environmental effects that affect like the next city over. <laughs> like there's a point when he's fighting Deep Sea King, he punches him so hard it stops raining. God, dude, that was that was the ultimate, bro. When that they, was shivers. When they put that, in there, bro, that was like, ha. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> And yeah, like when he punches Boros, he parts the sky over like the entire continent. Yeah. You see all the clouds, like yeah. Because I seen the final battle in season one. I mean, with he, the with the one eye. That's the Boros guy. I would say okay. you could. Yeah, I seen it. Yeah, you can possibly skip episodes of One Punch Man, but I don't see why you would. It's no, ten episodes, and they're all great. The whole point about One Punch Man is it's just fun, you know? Dude's it used to be fun. It's 10 episodes? The whole it. show's 10 it's episodes? Funny. Season sorry. one, yeah. Every time I watch One Punch Man, I almost cry in laughter. Because it's just one of them shows where you don't have to, like, stress about anything. You can just relax and just 
Get a laugh. At oh it's no! God, you left me when dumbfounded. Mo- it's ten episodes. When I Mo- might as well watch it. Then. Yeah, Fucking, I don't know what you're you doing. Never told me it was ten episodes. Well, yeah, it's like two and a half hours of your time. Fucking angry! You never told me it was ten episodes. Dude, and it's just it's fun I just, the whole time. I just want season two is different. How long did you think it was? God, I thought it was like twenty four episodes no, or bro. something. No, no, both seasons together is like twenty two. But, and that's what we're here to talk. I about. might watch season two too. I don't know if you should. I don't know if you should do that, John. <laughs> I don't know if I can allow you to watch season two of One Punch Man. No, One Punch Man season two. Now, if One Punch Oof. Man was a gift, Oof. One Punch Two was a, One Punch Man season two was a gift of cholera blankets. Oh my god! Like. I thought you meant GIF as in like a fucking meme. I was like, yeah, season two is definitely the meme. Oh my God. No, there are some. Is it like the Sonic trailers? There are some shots in season two that look like GIFs. Yes. And it is. It's like fan made GIFs, bro. All right. So season one was made by Madhouse. And more so, it was made by the best of the best within Madhouse. Like, there were favors called in. There was, dude, you're the best shadower I know. Dude, you have the best environmental destruction that I know of. Like, come on, dude, let's get on here. Like, that guy that makes it so that when buildings get hit, they, like, burst into cubes and then fly apart that you see in, like, every other anime. It's like, they got the guy that started that shit to come on for One Punch Man Season 1. And then Season 2... They hand it off to JC staff. The best thing of which they've produced is Backstreet Girls Goku Dolls. Brutal, Goku bro. Dolls fucking brutal. And it's fucking... It's rude what they do. It's, it was it, pretty bad. Dude. It's insulting. The animation takes It's such, a betrayal, basically. It's 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 weird. It's um it's like watching the live action Lion King remake Ooh, because all of the example. panels all of the panels match up with like the manga and the webcomic perfectly yet they have no soul. I don't think Lion King was that bad. You saw the new Lion King? I saw the new Lion King and the reason why I say that is even though I thought it was like a waste of my money, like there's other people everybody else in the theater no, fuck like, them, they're wrong. Fuck them, they're wrong. Hell like, yeah. Everyone's just like, woo! You like, know, I'm it's possible like, it's for. The, I'm just like, you it's know, not that big of a deal. Like the Holocaust happened. Like it's possible for millions of people to be wrong at the same true. time. You know, you, there's 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 a name for that phenomenon. Like uh, what's that? The children's book. What's it called with the bears? The Bernstein bears. Like how do you spell that? And then for some reason, everyone in the world oh, has yeah. it wrong. Yeah. Over oh, from a different dimension phenomena thing. Yeah, and a bunch know. of people might have thought that the Lion King remake was good, but it is soulless. Yeah. It has no soul. It has no heart. It doesn't know why it should exist. And what punch- thought it was like a masterpiece. Who? Uh, and I was just like, uh. well, yeah. So one punch man. These fights, these fights have so much like potential packed into them because One Punch Man, by the end of season one, it is introduced what I think wouldn't be an understatement to say is like a banquet of characters. Like there's a point when Saitama is rising through the ranks of the hero organization. It's like, here's some C-class heroes. Here's some B-class. Here's Moomin Rider. You know, Moomin Rider's got heart. He doesn't have powers. He just has a bicycle, some pads and more heart and chutzpah than anyone else in Japan. He's it's this guy with like no powers in it. He's running up to like a giant fish dinosaur that just killed a man 
obviously more powerful than him. Like Esron and Mubin Rider's like, I will give everything to defend these people. <laughs> and it's like, great. You're like, just a guy, dude. Like, but that's a great that robot in half, bro. Like that robot's head and spine are laying on the floor. And you're gonna throw your bicycle with this giant fucking monster. Yeah, just it's like level your all your people. Fuck Genos yeah. just hit that monster with a small nuclear blast, and it didn't hurt him at all. And you're gonna run up to him and throw a punch and say, "Get away from my citizens!" <laughs> it's pretty, dude. It's that all might mentality, man. Dude, it, you gotta, that's a great example. Yeah, all might without powers though. Yeah, just going in the most useless one. <laughs> Episode one, Deku. <laughs> exactly. But not as not a whi- liability, not, an absolute liability. Not, not whining. These two shows kind of have though. similarities. Oh, so incredible amounts. Well, of they similarities. both speak about what it means to be a hero. Which yeah, is and they're I all love. about superpowers and inheriting superpowers. I guess too. Eh. What you kind of described, and people passing down powers as well. Um, that's punch another, no, like, the theme. Really. Well, the theory. The theory. I'm ta- I'm referring to the theory. You're oh, well, that's, about the that's like thing. the big minute, theme. Minute that's what stuff. I was thinking. I was like, that's exactly like my hero. No, no, it, that's not a major concept. It's my new shit. Now, the okay. big theme it of One Punch Man like, is why are you a hero? Because for Saitama, he started <laughs> to be a hero because he saw a a ball chinned boy, <laughs> dude. It's so hard to get people in the show because as soon as that happens, the ball chin, the the fucking crab with the underpants, and then when he rips the eye out, it's like that combination is really hard to get someone hooked. Yeah. Because it's like, what it's, the it's fuck? Really, I'm like, I promise you, no other episodes are like this. You're good. <laughs> it's fucking rough, bro. <laughs> Just a crab. He's like, don't make fun of me. <laughs> Drew Nipple, sorry, Drew What's his name? Though. Crab Manta or something? Crab Man. I think it was something just lame as fuck like that too, bro. It's but awesome. yeah, he's like, when I saw that bald-chinned boy in distress, <laughs> I knew that I couldn't just sit there and see that bald-chinned boy be hurt. <laughs> and it's this kid with these huge his chins. Dude. He just looks like a Peter Griffin child. Like his chin is a big set of balls. And Saitama's like, when I saw his chin balls i knew <laughs> it's like so fucking weird it's a fucking masterpiece bro he's like God, i gotta find this kid and it's like is is that the ball kid right there is that him right there what are you doing he's hanging out what do you want it's like you know there's a fucking crab monster coming to kill you whatever <laughs> he's like what's wrong with these people <laughs> um, but yeah and so it's just about how saitama's like constantly encountering people who are like I will be the strongest martial artist the world has ever known. And Saitama's like, being the strongest, like, I mean, low-key, I still got to pay taxes and shit, you know? I, I'm not better oh, yeah. at Street Fighter <laughs> because I'm, like, the strongest person in the world. Like, my basketball game is still shit. Like, it's all the instances where he's like, yeah, I'm literally, like, the strongest thing that I know of, and it's... He's bored. Really. It's he kind of just- boring, Imagine. Well, because like character, that's why like I just, from what I saw, it was just a bunch of characters like spiteful that he he's stronger than them. Oh no! no. They just knows, come though. up and no challenge him all. No constantly. one knows how. No one. Genos. No, but is the only. There's constantly characters going. I challenge you to a fight. Like you know what well, I mean. Be honest with you, not really, because he's nobody. He's like low rank. He's so, still considered a like B rank hero. Oh yeah, he just came into the B. He was like a C. But, yeah, so like he's not even on anybody's radar. Sure. Genos is his roommate is an S rank yeah, hero. A t- and a lot of Saitama the cyborg kid. Yeah. He's an S rank even though he's weaker than Saitama and he and this he challenges him too, right? 
in episode like one or two. Yeah, and then he sees that mountainside get demolished, and he's like, "Yeah, it ain't never gonna happen again." <laughs> My days are done. I just remember an episode of like multiple like people trying to like square up with him for no reason. I might be after he destroyed the. There's movie the one. ninja, and there is Genos, but other than them. There's very few people who consciously challenge Saitama to a fight. A lot of times he shows up because he's like, he almost like wanders into the situations. Oh, yeah. He's like coming home from groceries yes, all the time, bro. right? With the plot, like a convenience store bag. Yes. Yeah. When it's on sale, of course. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like a, an explosion will be happening in the back <laughs> and he'll be like, all right. And then like he'll look behind and he'll be like, oh. My time to go, I guess. Well, yeah, it's like he lives in an area that's constantly being attacked by like giant centipedes and like penguin monsters. Yeah, and, and he's, he's just, just like, to it. and he's like, I wonder why my rent is so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you it's li- like he leaves his stuff on the sidewalk, goes out real quick to just beat someone's ass, and then just comes back and picks One punch, his stuff. Man, yeah. yeah. So, so JC staff gets the hottest ticket from 2012. The hottest, yeah. the oh, yeah. spiciest fucking pie. The golden savior to fucking anime, bro. And they throw it right in the fucking toilet. Well, he's in charge of a... Uh, I'm know. talking still images sliding across the screen of just... Gah! I'm talking like... Looped like talking scenes? Yeah, pu- like, like they'll loop, loop like four... Scene, it'll be shit. like when Sirio's fighting, Sirius fighting Saitama, they take like four different kick poses he does and they just loop those back to back for like eight, nine seconds of the fight. So it's just Sirius being like, ha ha ha, like Chun-Li style... Just kicking him. And it is so... Kenshiro style. It is so boring. It is all so boring. You see Metal Bat fighting Garo. And it's like, these are the two biggest badasses. Like, that was the point I wanted to make, is by the end of One Punch Man Season 1, they work you through the C and the B and the A class heroes so that when you get to the S ranks, every S rank hero is pretty fucking cool. In their in a unique way, it's like you got a kung fu expert, you got a guy in a robot suit, you've got. There's been some guys throughout the series that are all wearing tank tops, and you meet their oldest oh, yeah. brother, who's like the supreme tank top. Yes, bro. Oh, yeah, that's the guy you're talking. Tank top talking bros. About. The tank top bros, dude. They're they're amazing. Is there a one? Is there season three coming? Uh, who gives a fuck? I what do mean, you mean they, who gives a fuck? I'm still gonna watch. It. They need great? okay, like yeah. The story, the story of season two is all right. It's like Garrow's like, I want to be a monster. No one ever defends the monsters. Which I'm sorry, I wanted to like that and defend that, but it made no fucking sense. They could have so easily shown like a monster under attack by heroes, and the monsters like, I'm not hurting anyone. I'm just like I. I realize I look like a giant squid monster, but I wasn't going to hurt anyone. And they're like, shut up, monster. But like, like, when they do his backstory, I was like, this is it. I'm going get to get to be on Team Garo, Garo, whatever you call it. I wanted to be on Team Garo. And, and it was weak. It was like, oh, when we play Superman, we always beat up the bad guys. What about the bad guys? And it's like, okay, well, this is, this is, this is lame now. It's weak. It really was weak sauce for such a, good, such a good villain. The only one you really care about in the whole show so far. Um, I will say when it was Gera versus those four A rank heroes, mm-hmm. I was, I I was like, how's he gonna get out of this one? Oh yeah, he, he was getting it was it was pretty good. I like to see the combination of moves. I I was a little frustrated that he made it through that one, honestly, because I was like, boys. But then 
All right, when you see Bang and Bomb, there are, let's talk about the good things in season two because there's so much bad. Real quick, let me let me run this. The the season two trailer, when you see Genos and you see his arms and his armor and the metal, how they animated the metal, it looked atrocious. That to me is the number one kill kill sign on that on on season two. Was the animation was so different and looked so sloppy and just copy and paste open word paint shop all over it. It was just so bad. Yeah, like there was the moments where Saitama would transition art styles from like super serious to cartoony. Yeah. Those moments never came. He was cartoony like the whole season. It was just Yeah. You lost a lot of the flair. You lost it all, bro. Yeah. But I wanted I will say when I saw Bang and Bomb, Bang's uh, brother. Yeah. That was some cool Didn't shit. Didn't he come in like curb stomping Garo? Isn't that how they enter the scene? That was what got in? me was that they come in and Just you find out in. Garo is Silver or it, yeah, is Silver's disciple, yeah. Yeah, That's he's cool. Silver's disciple. And He's just like, you insolent fucking student. And they just go in and start wearing him out. Bro. And God, it's just yeah. like, not even. <laughs> and it's like, Garo is weakened. He's tired. He's bloody. He's hurting. But Silva's like, even if you were in peak condition, I'd still fuck you up. Fuck like, you, I'm, 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 I taught you everything you know, you piece of shit. I will also say, another highlight of season two. Moment that I was like... Fuck yeah. All right. This show still has it at times. Um, There's two moments. There's when Tank Top Supreme comments to Moomin Rider. They're in the (laughs) hospital. They've both been hospitalized by Garao. And now the monsters are attacking. And Moomin Rider's in the hospital fending off monsters with like basically a chair. (laughs) And Tank Top Supreme's like, you're pretty tough for a dude who doesn't wear a tank top. And it's like. Hell yeah. It is one of the best jokes. <laughs> I still think it's like I, I'll look at a firefighter pull a woman out of a burning building, and I'm like, "You're pretty tough for a guy who's not in a tank top." Yeah. <laughs> like, my my just, favorite One Punch Man joke that still, still to this day, I think is just fucking genius for some reason, is him versus that damn mosquito on his back porch. Oh, that moment that that just got me. Him trying to swat it, and every time he'd swat it, it would just keep flying. And here you have the most unstoppable being in this whole universe. And he can't swat a fucking mosquito, bro. That <laughs> shit gets me. I just think he might destroy just, the building. It's just genius. Like. No, um, the, the other moment. <laughs> this might be a spoiler, but I don't give a shit because it's one of the few nuggets of season two that's worth it. When they're listing all of the top heroes, hero number five is like this generic-looking dude in a dog suit. Oh yeah, he's just like a guy in a dog suit. Like he looks like a mascot in front of like a pet store chain, and he's called Watchdog Man. Yeah, and every time you see him, he's walking around on all fours like a dog. He's like licking water, like a gimp, like a. He's like his face is always just like unimpressed, no emotion. Face never changes. Yeah, and he's just constantly, um, but there everyone's like Watchdog Man is the number five hero. Like, don't fuck with him. He's strong as shit. I mean... And it's like a joke almost. And yeah, his city is the safest, but he's in the most dangerous city. So he's the most successful hero, which is yeah, the funny part. Yeah, this guy. He's a fucking dog, bro. The, he's ju- he's, he's like literally a just a dog. And so Garao goes up to him and he's like, oh, you're Watchdog Man, huh? You're one of the strongest heroes. <laughs> he and then Watchdog Man immediately is just like, 
Are you trying to fight me? <laughs> Gary, I was like, have at it then. And Watchdog Man just like starts dodging him. And he's like, what the f- what the fuck is this guy oh. doing? Like, he's like, this guy doesn't move like a human at all. Yeah. And he's like, it's like I'm fighting a pack of wolves right Dude, now. I love how when he goes to use his uh, his, his water fist technique, uh, when Gar does, Watchdog just pats him on the hand. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like a little, doo, 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 doo. oh, is that, is that for me? Oh, is that a hand? Oh, there's a hand there. Just completely ignoring the fact that he's trying to do damage. He's like playing a fucking game with him. It is it is one like of a dog. I don't yes. know. It is one yes. of the funniest oh, oh, oh. come from behind where it's like in, in season one when they're like Watchdog Man is like stronger than Gino. You're like, what? Yeah. And they're like, Watchdog Man's honestly, he's like he could take out most of the top league of heroes. Yeah. And you're he's just like, like You know, now what? I get your point where like you want to make like the weakest looking thing like the strongest thing ever. It's like just so funny. You know, in real life I kinda wanna be the guy in the like, what puppy costume <laughs> in the UFC, like just all the time, like in a puppy yeah. costume, like, oh, you know, he, in a snuggie. He like, is the only member of the League of Heroes other than Silva that unabashedly fucks Garrow up. Like where it's like Garrow's like, I can't deal with this. This guy is slippery as hell. Which is funny because Garrow up until then has just been running through the Hero Association. He's, he's been fighting oh, heroes man. like two at a time. He's like, all three of you come Six at me. At That's badass yeah, in and of itself. Yeah, he's been taking them all out, and then Watchdog Man comes in there and plays Paul with him. He's just and like, he not barely, my district. Yeah, <laughs> you don't see the fight really. You just see a little bit, and then it shows Garo escaping. Like, dude, I barely made it out of there. Thank God. What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a monster. <laughs> it's just so funny because he's like, yeah, man, like I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> he was like, I've never. Like this guy, right after like killing like two dozen of the Earth's top yes. heroes, he fights Watchdog Man. He's like cowering, and he's like, "I've never seen shit like that in my yeah. fucking life." <laughs> like that was the most terrifying fight I've ever been in. Cool the appearance about- is deceiving, saying kind of. Yeah, I'm glad. I love that Watchdog Man gets his dues, man. I would have loved to see the full extended fight. Oh, well, it would probably be too much spoiler. But the cool thing about Watchdog Man, I don't know if you guys know, is. He's the only hero for his district. So you know how there's, and uh, Nick, I know you know, you know there's yeah. cities, there's different cities and different districts, and they have different heroes who protect that. Like Saitama's is one of the most dangerous. Sector Z. Yeah, Sector Z. Well, Watchdog is the only hero for his sector, and he protects it all by himself, and it's the safest sector because of that. <laughs> Hell yeah. That just cool. shows like how, like, that's fucking like, cool. proofs in the pudding. How re- oh, dang. <laughs> that Nick, that show I was talking to you about uh, before, the one that I told you Soul Eater kind of seemed like an off-off for. There's a there's a character in that does the same thing, where it's like, oh yeah, this is this is our this is our blast or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he stays over here. We don't use him. He he just he handles it, everything over there. We don't even have to mess with it. That's what Watchdog Man is. Yeah, he just when he's not working, he stands on top of this concrete block, and he's like always just like stretching and like sticking his ass up in the air and wagging his tail and stuff, and just acting like a dog, licking himself and shit. And And everybody loves it. And everyone's like, "There's Watchdog Man, the hero of our sector." (laughs) (laughs) He's so fucking cool, dude. But you also get to see Metal Bat almost kill Garrow in one of the. He would have. It's so fucking good. It is like, it it definitely made Metal Bat seem terrifying for a second. Because Garrow is basically beating the piss out of Metal Bat. And at a certain point, he's like, every time I hit this guy, he doesn't slow down. He's getting faster. He's like, every time I like think I'm knocking this guy out, he's swinging harder and harder. And Metal Bat's just like, you're just pissing me off. (laughs) And then it turns to like, Garrow knocks Metal Bat out. And then he turns around and he's like, Jesus Christ, 
if this fight had gone on like a second longer, I would have gotten my ass beat. And then he like feels a presence and he turns around and Metal Bat is an inch away from murdering him. But Gera, but Metal Bat's little sister shows up and she yells, she's like, brother! And he stops because he never wants his sister to see violence. He's like, yeah, you're not supposed to fight. In f-. She tells him, you're not supposed to fight in front of me. Dude's bloody, barely surviving from the hero killer. And she's like, you're not allowed to fight in front of me. You have to stop now. And he's like, fuck, all right, fine. And he gets his ass <laughs> But it is so, it is so, it's like the first moment where Garrow is ever checked on his bullshit. Because oh, he's yeah. like, he like knocks Metal Bad out. And he's just like, oh, that's a problem solved. And then he's just like, what's this murderous presence? <laughs> yeah, I'll say this. That was about the third in a row. So first he had Watchdog Man. He's like, what the fuck was this? Then he runs into King with Saitama. He's like, <laughs> he's like well, I can't miss this opportunity. Saitama immediately knocks him into the wall. He doesn't know what happened. He got knocked. He forgot everything. Oh, yeah. Saitama's so, like, yeah. thief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's like, King, this man's trying to rob you. And he just like knocks him out. Yes. And then and then he fights Metal Bat and just takes that hard L. So he got he got three L's in a row. Just true. checked all day. I just wish Metal Bat had connected, man. I wanted it was Well what's what's great is you get to see Metal Bat go ham with the Carnage Kabuto part I mentioned in the manga. Oh, you do? Where, yeah, because they go over the battles of, of Carnage Capito running like a thousand simulations versus the S-Class Heroes. And Metal Bat's one of the few who could actually get wins on. Okay. Yeah, Metal Bat's super fucking cool. Supposedly like, his power is limitless. Yeah, he can just keep getting angrier. Yeah, the more he, the more he fights, the more he hits, yeah. the stronger he gets. <laughs> the stronger he gets, am I right? 1017. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... You've been watching Cyborg? Double Nine versus Devil Man. Bro, you've been watching Cyborg Double like back in the day, Cyborg? No, nah, this is like this one specifically is like I was gonna say it's such an odd movie. Cyborg Double yeah. Nine was, was show, one of bro. the big reboots of the Zeros. Cause it was from like the seventies, yeah. and then they rebooted it in the early Zeros, and they tried to make it like rock solid serious uh-huh. like it was all like what happened to our bodies and stuff yeah yeah it is isn't it like yeah. i was i don't know anything about so i came in as like oh devil man i devil i need to see more devil man you know because there isn't enough to go around but like i, I was a bit confused as <laughs> to what the cyborgs were cyborg you know? 009 is about nine people who get ostensibly kidnapped by the Japanese government and turned into war machines. Well, I guess it's not the Japanese government. It's some company because each cyborg is... The main cyborg, Cyborg 009, he's Japanese. But like Cyborg 01 is... That's the baby. Oh, the baby. That's right. 02 is the woman. She's French? And she can, like, see in all forms of the infrareds. She can, like, see through walls. She can hear, like, ten miles out. She also has, like, sonar and radar and shit. Yeah, I haven't seen this show since I was a kid. Oh, I know. But it's a so good, good throwback. You know, all of the cyborgs have powers, though. Um, Like, Zero Three is... Um, I saw, yeah. Who's that dude with the rockets? I and they have a spaceship, the long, right? The red hair. Yeah, is that's, I think that Zero Seven is the one that can yeah. fly. Yeah, that guy. Isn't that the main guy? No, nine. Zero nine is the one who he can bite down on his rear tooth and go into bullet time. That's his power. Is that he can go into bullet time. I don't know. 
this Dude. movie is so I don't see a reason why this exists. Are you to talking be about honest. the 2012 movie they made? Yeah, there's no, a, it's there's just a, with devil. It's just a devil man mashup with. It's like a three episode show what? of devil man and the universe of devil man and cyborg 009 like in one. Were they world. drawn by the same guy? No, I think it's a whole other studio doing its own <laughs> shit. Just- it was so fucking bizarre. It's like it. Imagine, imagine like uh, Saints the Saint Seiya combined with like Knights of the Zodiac, Saints. or like yeah, or like Vampire Hunter D. You know, Wait, just it- get the darkest shit and like the most lighthearted <laughs> it- shit and put it in one movie. Isn't Saint Seiya Knights of the Zodiac really the same thing? Uh, no, they just no. look incredibly similar. Oh, I get them mixed up all the time, dude. Oh yeah. Oh man, I'm bad then. I I thought I was thinking about separate thing. I, I don't thought know what I was Zodiac, thinking about whatever you said. Is. Knights of the Zodiac. That's so, somehow I got the the ending of Saint Seiya on VHS at my house in my grandma's house. Somehow when I was a kid, mm-hmm. don't know where it came from. Just found it one night under the TV. Watched it, changed my life. Yeah, something about Saint Seiya where it's just like grown men being like power of unicorn or whatever. It's not even grown men; it's like teenagers, it's Tween- children. Yeah. It's literally children, like you know, just pretty little children summoning just, pink yeah. armor. This yeah, they are kind of like thing. fist of the like you know. This is my dragon fist, but tiger um, claw. So it's 009 and Devil Man. Yep, and they go at it. They fight. Yep, they fight. It's one of the oh, first oh like God. scenes. Oh, so this is like, like a Batman oh. v Spider Man kind of so, crossover. Yeah. So it wasn't a masterpiece, but it was like strictly non-canon. Yeah, yeah. this is great. <laughs> like, all right. I, know if it, I didn't know if it was worth my time. I couldn't remember. Who has time for non-canon things? It's better anymore? than it's better than Cry Baby. <laughs> is it? I think so. And that's the one I, I watched like ten minutes of. Cry Even reading the was, description of the show and still was like, Cry Baby is like I don't like the animation for that. that I don't too. like the style of yeah. it at all. But this is like I could see everything clearly. It's not like a neon art show. You know what I mean? Reminded me of Ruby. That, what's that one show? Where each letter somebody's name or color or something. R W B Y. Yeah, I had a weird style too. I wasn't a big fan of that one either. Yeah. That yeah, because Cry Baby is super like. It's just the whole thing seems like it's in disco colors. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like the whole movie takes place in a nightclub when it doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's just weird. Double it's something nine. about the shading and the color of that show that made me feel queasy. But yeah, this is like clear. This is clear. It's transparent. The <laughs> show. I know what's going on. Nice. 009 yeah. is the reason my favorite colors are yellow and black because one of their ultimate bad guys had like electricity powers and he was he was black and yellow and then you could see his brain was exposed on the top and I was like, man, he looks so fucking cool in black <laughs> and yellow. Oh, yeah. I, that's the reason Batman. It's like, have you ever seen Kikaider? Kikaider, what's that? Kikaider was the same... It was... It's weird, but there was a time when all of the early... Like... Cyborg 009, Kikaider, and Astro Boy all got reboots mm. at, like, the same time. And, um, I don't know. Kikaider was about a robot trying to figure out, like, it's like he's a robot with an emotion chip trying to figure out why he's got an emotion chip. Android Kikaider. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think I saw a little bit of this when I was younger. I don't remember any of it, but it's familiar looking. I used to watch it. Yeah, those guys are... It, he's a robot. He's, like, red and blue. 
Um, it's got actually one of the most slam dunk dark endings of any anime ever. Oh, hell yeah. Like, out of nowhere, me. knife in your belly, twisting the blade, fuck you, I killed your mother. Okay, I'm going <laughs> like, to have to watch that. Then. Whispering yeah, it yeah. into your ear as you slip into eternal darkness. <laughs> it's like, your whole family's dead. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, when I, when I saw the end of Kakaider, I was like, I was like, did I just, did like, God damn, (laughs) like, the fuck did I do? Like, I don't know. It it ends with I don't know if this is gonna be a. I don't expect you guys to go back and watch it. I'm gonna watch it now. But (laughs) it's that good. But it's all about like this black robot trying to be like Kakider. I will remove your emotion chip, and then you will see that you are just a machine like I am. And he takes Kakider's emotion chip out. And Kakaider's basically like, you are right, Black Robo. I am just like you now. And then he, like, shatters the guy. Like, just cuts him in half. Like, kills him instantly. And it's like, yeah, dude, you created a a Kakaider without remorse now. Now he's just, like, a merciless, most powerful robot on the planet. So he kills the villain. And then, like, the people that he came there with to save, they're like, Kakaider, are you okay? And he kills them. And he, he just, like, starts destroying everything and setting the base that he's in on fire and he's like i feel nothing and he's like i hope this is what you wanted and he and it's just like everyone's dead he killed everyone with his bare fucking hands what the fuck he like everything's gone at this we worked so hard for 26 episodes and he kills everyone at the last minute and it's like and he's just like, you wanted me without emotions, now you have me. And it was like... Damn you, uh, Yeah, it's like, this is the darkest timeline. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline? This is the darkest timeline. Darker than Devilman? It came out of nowhere in Kakaider, bro. Like, you went 25 episodes thinking that show was going to have a hopeful ending. Yeah. It, it, it very much, like... Turns like 180 on you. It is one of the hardest dunks I have ever had occur to me (laughs) ever. I can't think of something that it's like. Is it heavy? Huh? Is it heavy? It's it's big on like the whole hope and like what does it mean to feel? And it's like one of the guys is like I wasn't. He's like I'm functionally the same as you, but I don't have the emotion chip. But I still want to help you achieve your goal. And it's like, it's weird that you'd want to help me achieve my goal, even though you don't have an emotion chip. Maybe you're developing some emotions of your own or something. And he's like, I think so. Kakaider karate chops that man in half, like 10 Damn. episodes later. Damn, and it's just like, bro. what the fuck? That's your friend. <laughs> and he's just so he like, he kills everybody. He kills everyone with his God. bear. Fucking hands. What does that spell? Remo- that There's show. another anime. K a i k. I just had it. K a k a i d e r. Yeah. K. Sorry to spoil it, but it's like twenty five year old spoilers for an anime. Here, right there, man. Okay, Kikider. But yeah, man. Spoilers for Kikider. But yeah, that show fucked with me. And 009 was like that same time period. It was like an Astro he Boy. It looks like an Ultraman. That fucking Astro yeah. Boy reboot that they tried. I'm trying to think of what other anime had an ending like that where it just goes dark and everyone dies that he loved, where he turns rogue on, at the Did end. Did you ever see Parasite the Maxim? Yes. There is a point in Parasite the Maxim where I was like, damn. Hell yeah. Thought he was going to save her. <laughs> Dude, is this what Parasite it, what the Maxim? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's live action? so good, bro. No, it's an anime. 
But I'm saying that doesn't look it, it doesn't look like it's going to go that way, right? It doesn't look like it's going to end so hopeless and dark and dismal and everyone's dead and his creator's dead and the people who built the emotion ship are dead and yeah. humanity's not coming back and it's like some cash earn sins type shit God, where yeah, it's like no game. it's fucked it's all fucked you were an idiot to think it wasn't fucked even for a second oh cash earn sins another great one have you seen cash earn sins oh man you're missing out that was brutal. It is It is hard. It is hard. You wake up and they're basically like, humans are all dead. Robots take over the planet. The robots are rusting. So this is none of this is topping the goblin rape, though. No, this is a different style. Goblin rape had to put you in to say, no, this is, this is the real world. Just in <laughs> fantasy. So all the bad things that actually happen are going to happen in this show. The thing with, like, Casher and this right here... It's just the symbolic thought of hope and hopelessness. Okay. And then, like, for Castron, the great thing about that show, which was there's this plague, and so there's no humans, so there's only robots, right? So these robots are dying, this, the rust is taking over, and everyone he meets, every robot he meets, it's kind of sad, even they're all fucking assholes usually, is, is they're all just trying to survive because they're all rusting to death. Yeah. And he's the only one who's immune to it. And they're like, no, we're going to fucking kill you because they want to live. There are people who are like, I need to devour Kashern yeah. in order to be immortal like him. And it's, Don't yeah, die. whereas in Goblin Slayer, it's like there are people having fun, but there are also people being raped by goblins. Whereas it's like, if you look at the high and low bar, the peaks and the valleys of happiness in Goblin Slayer yeah. versus... In the thing like Casher and Sins, where it's like you no one in this world is happy. Apocalypse style. There is people are doing somewhere between horrible <laughs> and getting by. It's the dark timeline. It's, it Casher and Sins yes. is the darkest timeline. <laughs> How many shows are we going? Dude, we're really hitting some throwbacks. These are all the same timeline, it. dude. Casher and mm -hmm. Sins takes place a thousand years after Kakaida in the same world. <laughs> Oh god, that'd be crazy, bro. You could put Casher and Sins ten thousand years after almost any mech anime. You know what I haven't finished, which is another older anime, um Dororo. Dororo? I haven't the even The new given... one I got halfway through and similar thing where the guy's He's he got one up. arm. Well yeah, he he has nothing. He was offered up as a baby to the devils, to the demons, and somehow someone takes him in so he has no senses. And every time he kills a sacred demon he gets eyes or skin or hear or touch or feel. So he starts off with nothing, no senses whatsoever. And every time he progresses, he becomes more human, which is also fucked up because then you see all the fucked up things like, oh, he never experienced sight before. He never got to see what beauty looked like. He never got to see it destroyed. He never got to feel someone and then watch them die. Is this going to end with him dating like a really ugly chick? Well, he, he falls in love with And all bitch. his friends are like, Dororo, you don't, you've just got vision a few weeks ago, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you could do better, dude. <laughs> well, he, he gets some senses and meets a great woman and it's perfect. And then, and then now that he has senses, he gets to see her die. And then he gets to feel grief for the first time. He gets to feel anger for the first time. And that moment when he was on a fucking blood rampage and starts slicing people up, God, it makes you feel alive. It's like this is the first time he's ever felt anything. And so it's he's like watching the, true despair it's like the giver? and destruction. Mm. The what? <laughs> it's like riding the sled in the giver. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it's, Christmas. It's a, it's a great one. I haven't finished, but it's kind of a similar thing where he's, as he progresses, you know, trying to get the chip, it'd be fucked up if it had the same ending. <sighs> Man. 
You yeah. know, speaking of some classics in the darkest timeline, you were talking about Wolfstrain earlier. Yeah. No going back to it. Dude, I didn't understand that as a kid fully. I was just like, it's cool. It's kind of boring. Did you ever watch Wolfstrain? I don't know how to spell that. <laughs> Is it W O L? There's too much going on. It's too much. <laughs> but Wolf, did you really? I'm never looking watch? up like a million things right now. What I, is it called? Wolf Strain was on Toonami. Yeah. When it was the sequel, it took up the time spot that Trigun had How when they finished airing that? it. God, another fucking Wolf's wolf. Rain. Wolf, plural, and then rain. Like oh, you know, I thought you, it sounds like you're saying Wolf Strain. No, no, Wolf's Rain. Okay, Wolf's yeah, Rain is it. weird. It's another Shinichiro Watanabe whip. So it's the creator of Cowboy Bebop. As I said it took oh, over the two. I think I've seen this before. It's about wolves that are in hiding by transforming into humans. Yeah, these are uh, these are skinwalkers. It's much. super fucking weird because yeah. it's just like we're wolves, and it's like you're a human, and they're like we learned how to turn into wolves in order to hide, or we learned how to turn into humans in order to hide. And it's weird that everybody hated the wolves so much because it's like they. I mean, they were superior, I guess, but not really too much. So it's like, what, what, what's the problem with them? They can only do wolf shit, you know? I'm not going to lie. I was, I probably had too much of a piddly little child brain when I watched Wolf Strain the first time. Because the first time I watched it, I definitely remember thinking, hmm, not a drop of sunlight in this show. Like, <coughs> very dour, very yeah. sad. But it also <coughs> had that kind of, I don't know, that intrigue, chillness to it that just like, Cowboy Bebop and the other shows we were talking about before where it's, it's not necessarily good and everything might kind of suck, but it's just got this, I don't know, the somberness to it where you're like, I'm intrigued. I just, I want to be immersed in this horribly overcast world for some reason. Have you ever seen Jinro, the Wolf Brigade? Fuck yeah. No, I don't Wolf's Reign is like if that almost was a series. Not sort in terms of, of subject in, not matter. Not in the literal term. But, like, but that feel, that overarching feel of cold. overbearing sadness where it's like... It's always cold. Like, yeah. it's always a grim, it's you know... cold weather, bro. Where it's like being a wolf and wolf strain is clearly an allegory for something that I might be too stupid to understand. But right. it's just like, once you're a wolf, you're always on the run. Mm -hmm. We have no place where we you can You will come always in. be a wolf. Yeah, it's yeah. just all like, we, they want to kill all of us wolves off. They know that there's no place for us in this world. Wolves, are, after all, are predators. All we know how to do is kill. And it's just like... I, was Shinichiro Watanabe was like, was he an assassin in his previous <laughs> life? Like, yeah, man, yeah. The fuck, dude? You like waking up in cold sweats over the thought of all the people you've killed or some shit? Like, what the fuck? But yeah, all of the characters in it are just like struggling to live yes. these like lives. <laughs> and what's interesting is like, for example, because you know, as a little kid, I wanted fight scenes, you know, deep, deep character development and hard stories kind of went over my head a little bit. One thing I noticed about Wolf's Reign, which as a kid upset me, is when they fight, it wasn't like, oh, the main characters are fighting and they're doing great. It's like these fights were, were earned. Every time that they had a fight, it wasn't like, oh, they just won. There's there's one instance where the main one of the main characters is in his wolf form and he meets these other pack. And they're like, okay, we don't know you, so fuck you. We're going to tear you up. And they do. And he fights them and he gets fucked up real bad. Uh -huh. And I'm like, damn. And because Every you can, rough. when you look at your dog, anyone who's ever owned a dog oh, will find yeah. all the fights in Wolf Strain to be hard to watch. Because oh, it's like yes. you can just. And then you have the whimpers in there. Oh, dude, the whimpers cut to you, bro. Oh, my God. They're <laughs> fucked up. God. Like, the sound the sound engineer for Wolf's Rain is like, I can't record this shit, man. <laughs> like, this is dude. fucked up. 
dude, I recently saw <laughs> I saw I saw like GoPro footage on a guy's dog getting attacked by a by a pack of wolves. Oh god. And it was like a, it was like terrible. Dude, it was terrible to watch. He got away cycle, fine, though. you know. But like cuz he had a vest on, the dog had a vest on, so he was fine. But like it was just him like being bullied by a bunch of like wolves and he was just running away. It's just like <laughs> now that <I> gotta, <laughs> you know, it's just chaotic, you know. It's just like now that I got a dog go- that's family cuz you know, when I first got my dog it was just for home defense. I was like, you know, there's something in the backyard, just let the dog out. It's a pit. It'll it'll kill whatever it is. There's no worries. Now, if there's a squirrel out there, I'd be like, no, baby. I can't have you getting rabies. Stay inside. Yeah, yeah. Be safe. I can't oh, have you getting hurt. I'll throw a grenade at it. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, yesterday, the other day, I had to pull out, pull out my stuff because neighbors let their big-ass Burmese mountain dog out. And I was like, yeah, I don't know if you're friendly or not, but my baby ain't going to get near you. So I need you to, <laughs> to take your ass back to your house. We're not doing this shit. Yeah. So... Man, I would love to go back and watch Wolf Strain because I definitely feel like I deserve it deserves it because yes. it's smarter than me. And then the ending was so deep, I just don't know what it meant. Yeah. It's been so long. I just remember Dude. thinking we went from normal kind of they're wolves and now people start super wolf moon people. People start going down. People start dropping and I'm like, I remember when I was younger, I didn't have there, there's. I don't want to spoil things, but there's a character that when things go down with them, I was like, I was oh, like, yeah. this is the one with the uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, this is hard to watch, dude. I can't believe this. I was yeah. like, he was the only, he was the only smile in this entire show. Yeah, he was the light, and then it died. And they kill the light. They like make but a that's, point. That's the show. Of like, it's just kind of. Sucks. Yeah, like well, you just get kind of sucks. There's no food. It's always fucking cold. It's always winter. There's no sunny beach. There's never any sun. It's always overcast. It's always raining. It's always snowing. It's never really green. They're going around. Yeah, there's no green, and they're always trying to find. Like they're just struggling to make it. It's just a bleak. But that's yeah. the reality. Is like they really do struggle. In that Every sense, single episode, you know? it's just like let's watch these people be depressed and talk quietly about how they're gonna live through the next day. It's like fuck. And honestly. Following up the end of Cowboy Bebop, you know, with bang, that moment, mm. and then you get to the end of Wolf Strain, it was like, Ooh. Watanabe, what the fuck are you on, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going through right now? He followed Wolf Strain up with Samurai Shampoo, so it's like, all right, you know how to have better. fun. Yeah. Like, we're, we're having fun again, dude. We're fucking snapping our fingers. We're checking our asses. We're having it's a, a totally different atmosphere. <laughs> he had to. His wife would have left him. It's because of, of the new jubes, man. Imagine like, okay, so Cowboy Bebop, um, what's the main character's name again? Spike Spiegel. Spike, yeah, Spike. So you know when they had the little arc with Spike and his backstory being a hitman and how his woman died and he has to fight the guy and all that? Imagine that, put wolves in it, make it dark as fuck, and have that be a whole show. Like that dark past, dark side of him struggling to make it. and It's part of his nature. Yeah, all, all that, just make a whole show out of it and make it really miserable. That's pretty much what Wolf's Rain is. Yeah, it's uh, it definitely deserves a relook because it's fucking good. I'll rewatch it if you're trying to. Because I wouldn't mind going through. We should almost have a month where we just go through Shinichiro Watanabe's work because that'll give us wrong, Bebop, uh, Wolf's Rain, Shampoo, Space Dandy, Carol and Tuesday. One he's thing. been he's got a pretty fucking solid body. Um let's do he, it. He worked on Kill a Kill, I believe, also. Oh, I already watched. Okay, cool. One thing that 
fits that his style, not just for the for the music and the, and the you know story, but um, Afro Samurai dude. I would put that right in the yeah. list with those. Has similar similar thing. It's hard. That Spike TV slot, bro. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Afro Samurai, same thing. It was dark. Everything sucked. There was no hope. The whole point of the show is for him to just fucking kill somebody. And that's and his whole life's over, and then he can die. Yeah, but it with Afro brutal. Samurai, you got the feeling that Afro was living a hard life. In Wolf's Reign, you felt like there was no one who was enjoying their life. Like, in the world of Afro Samurai, you could at least be like, there are people somewhere on this planet living normal lives, maybe. Every time he came into so contact with any Samurai. person or any town or any village, it was always fucked. So, like, you could feel that way, but then it's like, oh, he meets the girl. Immediately gets killed. Oh, he's in the town. Immediately gets set on fire. Yeah. Oh, there's somebody on a cliff. Oh, he's shooting RPGs. Was ass. a lot of chaos. Yeah. And then the whole point was that with the number one, that guy having the number one, it sent the world into despair. Which they never really explained or elaborated on that, but that was kind of more the back. I thought the ending was kind of, it was cool at the time, oh, but I thought it was a little weird that it was like, this guy's got three arms and that's how he killed your dad. And it's like. And up until <laughs> then, it wasn't, it wasn't totally fairy tale. Well, okay, I can't say this. They're in a fucking alternate dimension fighting. But other than that, it was all normal. It was all kind of realistic-ish, you know? The and idea like, of a guy oh, having three human. arms was. Yeah, what the fuck? That was just like a fully functional arm. <laughs> Yeah, they just threw that. Have you seen the second one, Resurrection? No. It kept up. Obviously, the first one was, in my opinion, a masterpiece. So it, it tried. It's brutal. You can't catch lightning in a bottle. Twice. It was it was pretty interesting though because they didn't try to, to recreate the same thing with the first one. It was all about unstopped. He was like the John Wick. He was like the fucking hip hop samurai John Wick. Determination, willpower, one mission. To kill one guy. Wait, Afro Samurai? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude yeah. kills his the dad. Number one. And his life up until then is to kill this dude. That's it. Because he's number two. Yeah, he's he doesn't care about one. anyone. That's what I love about Afro Samurai. Oh, women, children, civilians, anyone? You're not my concern. You're not my mission. <laughs> didn't, didn't matter, bro. Everyone he loved, he killed them or put them to the side. Because what was that moment when his master was like, there's no turning back? Like, once you kill these people, like, there's no fucking turning back. Like, remember that scene where his scene. whole school is getting killed? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. When he when he's, wants to take the second number two headband from his Yeah, teacher. and his master was yeah. like, if you take that headband, yeah, like, you'll never be the, exactly. like, yeah. You will never live another moment in peace. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why I love Your rest that. of your life will be suffering. True determination. Never-ending pain. Catch your... Number two picks up with after, you know, he, he took the number one headband. And he retires. So he has no purpose to live anymore. So he's just a But then the bum. number one guy comes back after. The dude him? comes back, takes the headband, yeah. and fucks so, him up. And the whole number wait, two. Wait, the, the teddy bear guy, yeah. right? The whole number two is his past of all his sins in, in efforts to become number one, being just a heartless monster, catches up to him. And it's him trying to find a reason to live. Because he's just getting his ass whooped over and over in number two. Because he's not the badass he used to be. He stopped training. He doesn't care. He barely Wait, wants to live. Was that the was that the one with the cyborg, the the evil version of his? Was that where yeah. he fights his dad? Yes. Okay, and that's yeah, where, yeah. that's where the climax reaches for his point of existence. Is he has to get out of his father's footsteps, kill his fucking dad, and become something other than the fucking machine he spent his whole life to be to avenge his dad. It's the story it's, of all of us. It's true. Exactly. That'll be my son's story. He's got to kill me. Then his life will be complete. Son, you must destroy me so it wasn't that you even, can exceed me. It wasn't even his actual dad, though, is it? It was just like 
some like jackasses like took his dad's body and <laughs> so, like, like, I mean, like rebuilt it like rebuilt yeah. him or some shit to, some clone they like designed kiss together yeah. yeah like they designed that thing to specifically was the, be the anti's afro samurai it was like bridge, the crackhead meth head um Religious, religious guys from the first one. One of them, I think. The guy you know, that builds shit. I think shit. I have seen this. Dude. I think I forgot that I saw Resurrection because I saw it like a decade ago or some dude, shit. Yeah, yeah I saw it. Changed my life, dude. That's when I was doing bodybuilding. And when I watched that and I realized he gave everything up for his goal, I said, "Bet I'm do the same I'm like, thing." Yeah, yeah. I, I got rid of all my friends. Stopped talking to everybody. <laughs> just focused on training endlessly. That's all I cared about. <laughs> everything came second. Nothing. No one. Nothing mattered. Dog died. Damn sucks. Got to train neat today. Sorry. Fucking paid off. For sure. Nah, bro. Never came in first. <laughs> fucking hack. Stuff <laughs> <laughs> old hack. I'm a jack of no trades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude. I don't know. It's hard to thread that sequel series needle. A lot of people fuck it up. I've, I feel mm. like the second Ninja Scroll movie is like the only time. Yeah, really good one. Like where it's like, damn, they did it. They made the sequel, and it's it's its own thing. It's great. It does. It's it's fucking hitting the marks. It's really rare. I'm trying to think of good anime sequels now. Well, honestly, I feel like anime movies are so tough because to 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 really get involved in the anime, we're so used to watching seasons and episodes. So to put one movie in, brand new people, for me to get involved, it have a plot, finish the plot, and be good. And then have a sequel, like, for example, a great anime movie, Spriggan. Watched it when I was young at Blockbuster. Great what? Spriggan. I don't know if you guys have seen Spriggan. it. Spriggan. Dude, it is a must-watch. It is on the must-watch anime movies. And it was just a single movie, but it was really good. I could not imagine them having a second one. Like, Acura. Now, Acura could probably do it. I don't know. <laughs> Acura? I don't know. I, that, was, that changed my life. Bro. Yeah, there's more to that. You gotta type in anime on there. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. it's just showing me some like wood nymphs. <laughs> Skyrim, yes, bro, yeah. dude, that was the shit, bro. Oh, that was the shit. I've never heard of this. Dude, it was a must see, definitely. It was. That's weird. It had, it had a scene where the dude, kind of like we were talking, we were talking about earlier, where he's firing this minigun and it's they're shooting in the snow and everything's just going off. It's like da, 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 da. you it's see like, the particle effects in exactly. the snow. And, and, the main character right there is just like trying to run past the fifty, the, the fucking minigun while it's shooting at him to get up and stab the dude. And it was like, oh god, is he gonna get hit? Because this is the show where, oh, your arm got blown off. <laughs> okay, you still got the rest of the movie to go. Figure it out. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard knock life kind of stuff. Yeah, it's dude. A good one, bro. Oh shit. It's a must see. I I will I will give this a shot. Um, when did it come this? out? 98. Oh, okay. Definitely, you'll definitely feel some throwbacks on Acura on that one. It's got some similar, similar feels to it. Um, we're gonna try to wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing I wanted to talk about was uh, some Death Note because guys, I've been just the throw this throwback shit today. Like, huh? Just been talking about throwbacks. Well, I guess. No, yeah. It's all been throwbacks this whole episode. Hey. You haven't watched anything. Hey. Well, I watched... The, the, what I want to talk about, about the best now. What? Watch Double Nine. I'm five. joking, man. Oh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Talk about your stupid show. I'm just talking about... I've been watching Death Note with my girlfriend, and it's been fun going back through the, the trials and tribulations and light. of Light Yagami. I'll say that show is goddamn stressful. Dude, yeah. Jesus Christ. Christ. We got to give it to the writers. Who, whatever crazy fuck came up with these intricate ideas of how it... Like, every episode, I'm like, 
what the fuck? Okay, this just happened. Oh my God, how's this gonna There's work? There's just so just... many times where Light's like, well, I'm gonna schedule this to happen between this and then, and then in order to, oh snap, this guy, he was investigating, I need to take him out, and then Elle's like, well, we can tell because these events happened between like, these well, hours and these hours. We, ha- we have to know that this was triggered by this, and this could have only happened then if this person was in Osaka at the same time as this person, because this person was killed immediately after going to Osaka, so whatever caused them to be killed has to be there, and it's like, it is... And I knew this and bribed the investigator, the detective, and the... It's so... Intricate. Goddamn. It... It is the three-dimensional chess anime. Like, God. Yeah, it is super fuck. I will say, I got to where Misa Misa is in the show, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Whew, this character did not age well. Like, <laughs> twenty blonde girl. 2019 would not have good shit to say about this girl here. Come on, the blonde one with the with the book. Yeah. What's wrong? What's wrong with the old fangirl? Bro, you get three episodes of of L being like. When Misa starts pretending oh, to be oh, a, yeah. one of the Kiras, he uses L. I was blown away that Light's like, whoever's doing this, they couldn't be this stupid. And then L's like, hmm, whoever's pretending to be this new Kira must be incredibly stupid. Like <laughs> Light's dad is like, huh? They say there's a second Kira, but that doesn't make sense unless they're incredibly stupid. Like I was like, this is hot take guys <laughs> can't call girls stupid in 2019 how about how he uses and abuses her man? you certainly that can't just constant light is constantly like this girl is so dumb manipulating her oh you love me baby do this for me and then punishes her you're for her. so oh, stupid God. misa like light is yes. just like misa you're so fucking dumb you're so stupid like you're such a dumb bitch get the, get the work. you're <laughs> and useless you're absolutely you're a dumb bitch and she's just like yeah yeah you know i am but <laughs> But I love sucking that dick, and you're just like, you don't even. What's get going that. on here? You don't even get it. That's Where are the point. parents? How is Light not even trying to smash right now? Light, dude, he's got he's, he's gay. Light's like, I'm a virgin, and you're like, what the, f-? bro? He's got that emperor syndrome, bro. He's mad. He says that power. in the show. No, but there's clearly girls trying to bone down with oh, him constantly, care, and he's like, nah, I'm he's busy. cool. See, it's not good. These girls like, aren't good enough. Thing with like similar to Afro, where he's got this goal, and it's like nothing, no normal human emotion, thought, sentiment is going to get in the way of this divine goal I have to achieve. No. And I'll set aside my humanity to achieve it. And that's what he does. He's left not human. I forgot how abjectly and arguably crazy Light comes across as. Like, I remember watching Death Note as a kid, and I was like, Light's yeah, really, thought, yeah. I was like, yeah. Light's really cool. He's and then I guy. see, he's a good guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And now I'm watching it, and Light's like, I will rid this world of crime, and they will see me as their god. And I was like. I don't remember him saying shit <laughs> yeah, like that when said I was that. Yeah, dude, he yeah, says it more. Yeah. He's like, I will be their god king. I almost want to go back and watch. And I was just like, I don't remember that. Mm, I was like, I remember Light being hella reasonable when I was twelve. Dude. But he is saying things like, I will become the god emperor of man. He was like my Obama when I was a kid. <laughs> That is great. Change we believed in. He's like, yes, we can. Like when he's like, I never never noticed like the snideness in his voice when he's like, I've got to kill everyone who stands before me. And it's like, 
That sounds like really aggro, dude. Like, <laughs> and he'd just be like writing notes, and be like, "Yes, yes, it's all right. They can't yeah. stop me." Oh, you thought you could get away with it? He's just killing off motherfuckers. Just like the attitude of like looking at your wife and being like, "Are you standing before me? Are you, are you trying to get between me and my goals?" And it's like, dude, you're being really fucking aggro about all of this shit. Like, dude, I love it, bro. I love it. I. I like, who would you kill if you had the death note? Everyone. I would write everyone. everyone. I would write Including <laughs> yourself. We live in a society no longer. <laughs> I wonder if that would work. Yeah, You could everyone. write everyone to the death note and you just think of everyone. Well, everyone. how would that work with the gods and everything? And sh- like, wh- Well, you couldn't kill the, those. With, think with the demon? The Shinigami? The, yeah, like, how would that work with those guys? Because... Is it they're like rules? They seem pretty chill. I forgot Bro, the rules they, to what the Death Note I'm so was. So upset how chill they were. It's like this dude's going so intense. The story's so intense, and then it comes down to Shinigami. He's like, "Oh, you got a fucking apple? All right, cool. What's the other Shinigami doing? Oh, do you like this dress? Okay, that's good. I'm glad you're happy with it. I'm glad Kira shits on you, but as long as you love him." I thought. <laughs> remember when one? Of, remember, remember that episode when one of the Shinigami was like, "Oh, you got to get your Death Note back." It's like, oh, are, are you, they're going to take away your powers or whatever. You're going to get punished. And then he's like, oh, I don't want to go back oh, yeah, to that. the real world. <sighs> and then he, like, you know, lazily, like, asks Ryuk, like, hey, Ryuk, I want my death note back. And, like, Ryuk is like, oh, I don't fucking have it. It's like, this kid has it. He's like, oh, yeah, I, get it. I love- like, He's, like, such a, like... I love Ryuk, man. Ryuk's like the, my favorite character in the show just because he's so like, he's like light. If everything turns up sour, just remember, I won't help you. <laughs> it's he's like constantly talking shit, bro. I love it. He's like talking that good shit. Yes, he's like, oh, go ahead. You want to do this? It'll take half your lifespan away. Light's, you good with that? Yeah. Light's looking at a girl and he's like, I really care about you. And Ryuk's like, this are you serious bro you just say shit like that yeah. you just tell girls you fucking love them and shit dude like what the fuck I, what kind of monster I'm a Shinigami but what kind of monster are you dude it, it, it really was great every time it's like and if you fail I'm gonna take you is this your time when I'm gonna take you are you gonna win who knows only I know can't wait to take your fucking soul bitch yeah this guy Oh yeah, the guy, the guy that likes chocolate. His voice was so annoying. Dad, he's just like, exactly. He looks so fucking creepy, but he has such the wimpiest like, (laughs) like he just wants chocolate. He does like he's supposed (laughs) to. I just want chocolate. Yeah, sweet, sweet. Harboring a sweet tooth for chocolates, the cowardly Saito went searching for his note, and Ryuk stole it in his death note. I want to know more about like so. Give an example of Bleach, how the Hollows have a whole society. And at first, they were just mindless little ghouls running around being assholes. And you realize there's a whole system and a thing and an echelon. I really would like to see in, in Death Note. Yeah, but the problem is you I go to Hueco Mundo. Yeah. You go to Hueco Mundo, and then you should just hard stop watching Bleach. Because well, <laughs> I remember watching Death Note and seeing the glimpse of that other world. Yeah, I wanted to know you so know, much like, more, bro. Like, there's this guy named Armonia, like the king. Yeah. You know? And he looked so fucking sick. And I'm just like, what are these guys capable of? What, what are they doing? What's their what story? I'm like, you remember this dude? Like, yeah, Ryuk. The guy on the throne? Like, what does he do? Like, Ryuk, his job. I thought that that interpretation of the Shinigami world was so cool. Like, the idea that, like, the population... Like, when a human dies, a Shinigami adds their life to their life. Like... It, when you die, I get to add your lifetime to my lifetime yeah. or whatever. But which does it go 
to when a human dies their lifespan goes to a shinigami but how do they decide like if shinigami? i was gonna live for another 20 years yeah i know that but like which like how whichever shinigami writes me in their death note oh okay so if ryuk killed me he would get like the remaining 20 years so and so whoever lights killing goes to ryuk i suppose yeah or no, does, or does oh, it go yeah. to Saito? He's like, I'm living this shit up, bro. My dude's going crazy. Fuck yes. I, I don't know. <laughs> Ryuk does say, I don't think I could have given the death note to a better person. Yeah, he says several that. times because he's like, light, I'm not going to lie. When I gave you that notebook, I didn't expect all this shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like... He's like, joker. you really went off the rails, bro. Like, <laughs> I am. He's like, you know, we Shinigami have been doing this for like thousands of years, like, and I have never seen some shit like this. He's like, it's hey, like kind of like, you know, that friend that's, you know, you're the designated driver. You get drunk, you wreck the car, and your buddy's just like, I don't know how you got yourself into this mess. Like, you're on your own, buddy. Great, you know? I feel like there's a point when they mention that, like, light is known in the Shinigami world. I think. Because they're like, dude, like, this is. Gone. He's killed like 10,000 people or something. Like, remember, he conquered the world. Remember? Yeah. And um, it's, I thought it was really cool, though, the idea that, like, there's so many people compared to how many Shinigami there are that the Shinigami all effectively have, like, a million years of life and they can add to their life at any time by killing off people. But there's so many people that the Shinigami are just like, Bored. So fucking, yeah. They're like, yeah, I don't, they don't know. need to do that anymore. Yeah, they're like, listen, like we don't. There's we've trimmed the fat. Already. There's seven billion people. So what, there's like so a thousand what, of us. So what's threatening to like a shinigami? Nothing. But there has to well, be though. Quick. The only thing that can kill a shinigami is a shinigami killing a human out of love. That's it. Yeah. There's not like another no nope. split side of the coin where there's like. You know, Tenigamis or well, some shit. The only thing that would ha- like if your death, if you were scheduled to die by me killing you, but instead a Shinigami writes in their death note so that you kill me to save your life. Shinigami means the Shinigami death, that death did Lord. that, the Shinigami that changed that outcome would die. Okay, but like can't be biased. You can't change the outcome of a death how it would normally go. You're allowed to reap the deaths as they come. I'm saying, though, there has to be, like, other lords and gods other than death lords. No. Shinigami literally means death god. Yeah. Yeah. Death god. But they have their own world, man. Well, I'll say so this. where's the... What? Are there other worlds? Like, what the well, fuck? Like, I mean, they don't... That's one of the cool things for, like, about Kappa death, and shit? Is there, is there, like, a, like a, a revive note? Like, you know, bring people back to life. I don't what know. What the hell kind of sense does that make? One, hey, real quick. One it's thing, sequel, in the, uh, if season, I remember correctly, in the anime, you're talking about Gantz is what you're talking is, about. Um, when they're when they're showing Shut the up. Shinigami world and they're showing they're explaining how everyone lives. If I remember correctly, there's like bones and, and remains of the Shinigami that did eventually die. So I think they've reached the point where like, yeah, we have a good population now. They've they've thinned the herd now. The, the ones so there left, must be like a whole good. history of Shinigami like wars and like judgments. No, because like they can't stuff. get hurt. They say yeah. several times in the show they're like bullets, stabbing, even cutting off their head. They were like all of these things mean nothing to a Shinigami. Yeah, but it probably took a certain amount of time to get to that point, right? Well, no, it's just if a Shinigami... Were they always infinite, yeah. all-ominent beings? If like, you are so up... Alive, if you are facing down a Shinigami and that Shinigami has 100 years of life ahead of it, you can hit that Shinigami with a nuclear missile. It still has 100 years of life ahead of it. And you can't change that. So if they're, like, invincible, what's the point of being... 
that then. They're the, death gods. They're here to fuck around. Yeah, that's, that's Ryuk and Rem are literally on Earth just so what are for they kicks. afraid of? Nothing. They're afraid of dying. Which they're pretty much guaranteed not to They die. make a point of saying, like, the death gods are afraid of death. And that's why so many of them are like, I'm a million years old and I'm bored as shit. Uh, and I, I don't know what to... I want to go back and watch it just to find like, out if there's anything else the rule, I could... Though. Yeah. Oh, oh, I need to make sure you kill people? Okay, I'll make sure you Because that was don't. the most fascinating part of the show to me. It was like there was so much mystery, like, shrouded but by... See, like, honestly, the, It's kind of re- like what we explained with the show you were watching, right? Where you don't know the rest. You know, it kind of covers the... That's what... That's the part of Death Note that I like. It's like there's a whole... It thing is that they like, barely showed you. Like, it is funny that light is never like Ryuk. Are there other forms of magic out there? Like, if this form of magic is real, how many other form? Like, it's like were leprechauns real? Yeah. Were unicorns <laughs> real? Were mermaids real? You're literally Jeez. like, it, it's like Ryuk. If you are real, this opens the possibility yeah. that like. Tons of things could have been. What real. does Ryuk say? He's just, I don't know. He's just he like, I'm not a- obligated to help you, Light. <laughs> just a fucking dick. He just eats an apple. Yeah. He's just an asshole. He's just constantly like, I'm not under any obligation to give you information, Light. So, neat questions you got there. But no, Light's never asking him, like, what other magic is there or anything. No one ever asks that. Everyone's just like, oh, the Death Note's cool. But I would immediately be like, wait, Ryuk, so there's a Shinigami world. It's like, yes. And I'm like, how many other worlds are there? Can I go there? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to ask. Is that's the alluring. I want somebody in the show to ask well, him this, well, you know? Hey, but they already acknowledge that there is a heaven, a hell, and a purgatory. Yeah. And people who use the death notes go to purgatory. Brutal. So what's the other two sides of the heaven and hell? Like, I know. What are those like? What is that? Like, what are the? How are they going to depict but, that? Well, the this? point of the show yeah. partially is that light will never know heaven or hell. I thought what it was are they, weird are though. Are they doing that, anything else with that show ever? No, Why would it they? Pretty much ended. Why the f- what 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 would you add? I yeah. want more. What we just have been Bro. fucking talking about, well, no, dude. But, no, you're really the Shinigami the world. I know is, I'm asking for a lot, but I'm just saying. No, I'm just. I, I'm just. I'm not saying. I'm demand. I'm not demanding it. I'm not demanding that I want a whole another thing full of bullshit. <laughs> I'm just saying it's fucking great. And I, I want to, I want, I'm just want to, I want to discuss this. That, that's all I want. I know. Okay? I'm just saying in the show, Ryuk almost kind of drives home the fact that he's like the Shinigami world is boring and dead and empty and there's not really much going on there and all the Shinigami that are left are just afraid to die and so it's like... Like you don't want a prequel Death Note? What would that even be? Like the uh, like a history of the Shinigami or no, they're shit. just bored. Well, here, they're here, just they've had there had to be something well, interesting quick, going on. You keep thinking there was like a huge Shinigami yeah. war or something, and it's like no. Nah, from you the said way there was bones and skeletons well, from, and shit, they, right? It's the land of the dead. That's where they died from the ones that did. But here, here's the whole thing. That's where the Shinigami I, die. Yeah. I, so yeah, how did the other Shinigami die? Life runs out. You know, they choose to sacrifice their life, or they let their meters run out. Yeah. Real quick. I think we're jumping away from. Remember the whole point of the show, exploring heaven and hell wouldn't wouldn't even better. The I know show that's not part of the show. Well, I I'm know saying, that, but the, but the whole the whole point the show is breaking through is 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 what is your humanity and what is morality? What's and what justice? Is, and what is, yeah? What is justice and what does it mean to live? It's like like the Shigami, their dynamic. The one thing they want, the one thing they have, is life. And to make sure that they live, their fucked up system that's created for them is they have to kill to make sure they don't die. So, so they they have to enforce the rule 
so to make sure it doesn't affect them. See what I'm saying? So they're, they're there, which is interesting because at the same time, it makes them not allowed to care. Hence why the one thing that'll kill them is if they stick up for a human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why their they're, uh, affection with the inanimate objects like the apple, the chocolate, and stuff like that. Because if you do anything that would prevent you from doing your one job, killing people, it's going to cost. It's the death. Yeah. So they have nothing yeah. to do other than just be entertained by. Well, that's why they're so detached from. All like, of the ones you know, that were cool with dying have died. Yes. And all of the ones that are too afraid to die. Ryuk makes a point of stressing that. He's like, all of the ones that remain are the ones that are too afraid to die. And that's why they've all just been chilling for. I imagine. I don't know. In I the just Shinigami want, I just world, want lore. I want. I'm, I'm obsessed with but the remember, lore. Remember the main, the main like, character being being light, right? Because yeah. it, it ends when he dies. The whole thing is his is his journey and his and his effect in the world. Would heaven and hell have anything to do with light? It would not. I am. Um, See what I'm saying? I guess I would just assume that it's like gray. It, it, it really gray. would just be adding information that wouldn't even come into play. You know, this kind of reminds me of is, um, have you ever watched the um, the show Preacher or read the comic Preacher? I've watched a little bit of the show. Um, Preacher has a version of hell that I think is absolutely hysterical because you go to hell and you basically get this like light shine on you from this machine that makes you relive your worst memory over and over and over again. And you're like, that's kind of a lame hell. I thought I'd be getting like a molten pineapple shoved up my ass or like <laughs> my eyelids peeled back and picked at by vultures. You know, it's like I can think of I a million on your grave reference much. It's just like I can imagine a million things worse than like that time I screwed up trying to hit on a girl, you know? (laughs) But it's like, in hell, they just show everyone their worst memory on a constant loop as like a cost-saving measure. Because they kind of make a point that they're like, listen, when the big human population explosion happened in like the 1920s, yeah, they're just like, hell was designed for like (laughs) 2 billion people. Like it's really funny, but she's Corporate like, hell. she's like, it. hell was designed for two billion people, and now we've got like thirteen billion people down here. All right, like, like, a, like a government subsidy hell. Yeah, like Fuck all yes. of the demons are like constantly stressed over the fact that they're like, we'd Fuck love to yes. be torturing humans, but like it takes everything we have just to keep the lights on here. Oh my god, that is beautiful, bro. Yeah, so there's demons who are like, we'd love to be torturing people and setting people on fire, but it's like we just don't have the time. There's so many, pe- like wow. we don't have the capacity. You know that. That's a great parallel to something else. And I imagine the Shinigami felt the same way when the human population really like went off the rails in the 30s, where they were like, guys, what do we do with this? I shit? don't think we, I think that's when they started to get bored. Mm-hmm. But that's just me thinking bullshit. But it's a great, sh- it's stressful. I feel bad for Light's family. <laughs> I feel so fucking bad for Light's family. Bro. Be- Light's dad. They thought they had a nice little kid on their hands. Bro. I feel like it. I feel like I need to go get my heart checked out because of how stressful it is to be Light's dad. I want to hug my dad after watching that show. I was like, I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not going to sacrifice you, dad. I love you. Yeah, it's like, dad, God. I'm not going to let them throw you it's in like, a... What's a this mean? Don't die for me. I'm not going to let them throw you in a jail cell for two months, dad. Like, what the fuck? I'm not going to sacrifice you to get my goals. I'm, Don't sacrifice yourself for me. I'm sorry. It's just sad, man. And I feel for light. I, you know what's funny is where I'm at right now. It is like 
goddamn, this show has done such a good job of getting away from the point. Because I'm like, yeah, Light and L are about to go catch Kira. And then I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And it does it. It does it to you hard. But bro, I was just watching a meme of the moment when Light gets him. Mm. And Light's like, I got him. That's it. It's over. And he looks over at him and he's like, done. <laughs> and, and then it's too late in that point. He's already going to die. Oh, man. What a fucking moment. That's that's the moment you're like, what's, what's, what's happening in the show? He just, he won. Oh, my God. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe Dude, it. Dude, the moment that Light tries to call Misa and Elle pulls out her phone and answers Gee, it. shit, bro. Gee, I was like, shit, Dude, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, not. And he's just like, oh, light. We just arrested your girlfriend. <laughs> it's so like, like, what did you say? Like, what you said? Like, the like, what was the reason why you said like the mo- the Netflix movie was better than the show? What? What? Didn't you say the Netflix? <laughs> the movie was better? You're Netflix trying to pull. Movies? You're trying to pull one of your pranks <laughs> on my integrity. No, Nick said that the Netflix. <laughs> There's no fucking. I was movie. hopeful for the Netflix movie because no, of bro. Willem Dafoe playing Ryuk. He did play a good, like, I thought Willem did his job, but... It looked whitewashed and it looked bad. Was that right? Uh, I didn't really watch it. Yeah. Alex Wolf. What was his name in the the show? In the Netflix adaptation? It wasn't wasn't Light Yagami. It wasn't? With those frost tips. How are they going to explain? I think it was Light. No, I think it was Light. He's just just the whitest Light. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was. Was it set in Japan? Just a white boy named no, Light set Yagami. In, like the U.S. See, see that's the fuck, which is exactly. weird. Death Note is so Japanese. That's the thing. I know, that's but the, the so fucking like movie was set in like imperialistic control that Light becomes. He becomes a fucking empire, a fucking communist it, dictator. The idea of like I don't know. I guess we could have Akira in America, but uh, it goes. I don't know. I, I don't know how fast we would track that shit down here. I don't know how quickly we'd say fuck this shit. We'll all die in a blaze of fire. <laughs> We would America. That's the difference between Japanese Death Note and American Death Note. Is like Japanese Death Note. They're like looking for Kira. American Death Note. It was like we would already have like twelve people accidentally killed in the search for Kira. <laughs> like he's Kira. He's got a notebook. He's got a notebook. Twenty <laughs> fifth death this week. People would be blowing each other away for having spiral notebooks on them. It would oh, yeah. be bad. You're crazy. But yeah, I fucking it holds up though. It's smart. I feel like I'm smarter now. Of course Dude, it does. I feel it's like a no-brainer de- that it holds up. I feel like de- I mean it doesn't it's not spotless. I mean up, like up. it's it's one of those shows that people are like, "Oh, it's just like if you if you ask if you know how everyone has that show that got them into anime mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like Death Note is like one of those common things where it's like, "Oh, Death Note I don't watch any other anime shows, but Death Note was great. Yeah. It's like th- those people are very common. I met a guy like today. A, that's when you know it's a classic. It's a classic. I yeah. met a guy today who had only watched Black Butler. What <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. My eyebrows shot off my face. <laughs> I mean, Black Butler's pretty popular, but still. I never that's an odd, odd, odd one. Watched like two episodes. But yeah, I mean, would you kill people if you got a Death Note? Hell yeah. Hell you would yeah. forfeit your right to get into heaven, because that's the thing for me. Oh, you got to oh, <laughs> they grease past that shit. Did Light know that? No, Ryuk tells him that after he's killed like a hundred people. Yeah. He's like, you know, people who use the Death Note are banned from ever entering heaven or hell. Oh, and it was like, now. I guess I'm gonna rule the world. And it was just like Ryuk for 
You're such a dick, bro. For real, dude? <laughs> like, but yeah, you then, you got to kill as many people as possible at that point. Yeah, like, fucking them all in. You are. You like, you couldn't be more all in. It's like, well, if I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound, bro. You know, now that I think of it, I probably wouldn't. Hey, Maybe as an emergency. The choice you know? that always still weighs on my fucking heart and soul is him getting the eyes. I just think, man, what if he didn't get the eyes? Mm. What if he didn't take the eyes, dude? Like, oh, man. Like, when he died, I just thought, you stupid fuck. You took the eyes. You could have lived so much longer if yeah. you taken the eyes. Yeah, I, um, I would never touch those fucking eyes. Just like I'm gonna cut your life expectancy in half, half. and it's like, like what the fuck, bro? Like, that just sounds bad, bro. That sounds too. That's when you write everyone. <laughs> yeah, that nobody like, goes. You write you know what I, mean? I need. <sighs> that's what I would write at the end. Because it's like if I cut my life in half, I feel like I would die tomorrow. You know. Yeah. What if you put everything? What? What if you put everything? Well, it goes by names, so you'd have to have names. You gotta have a face. What if you put, like, you can't kill a Shinigami. I wonder if you could kill a gorilla that can speak sign language. Like, you can't put, like, Ryuk in there, right? (laughs) R.I.P. Harambe, goddamn. I have to go like that. They're like, the Death Note also works on on smarter primates. Fido. Like, an orang- orangutans and bonobos and chimps are susceptible to the death note. Baboons <laughs> and gibbons are not. Yeah, how do you <laughs> like name that gibbon. one orangutan? Orangutan number 25377. Uh, like. Remember, master. monkeys have tails and are immune to the death note. Is there like Apes s- have no tails <laughs> and are susceptible to the death note. Damn those thumbs. Damn. You just write their serial number down. <laughs> They're dead. Um, but man, and I guess the last thing to talk about is L. Dude, did L influence all of the fucking weird kids in your school? Like, was everyone oh, sitting on God. chairs weird after? Hey, hey, that's the truth right there. Holy shit. There was so holding your phone with just two fingers. Oh my God. Yes. I saw all of L's quirks manifest <laughs> in my middle and high school classmates. Back when kids were all about being lol random, you know, everyone was everyone was drinking waffles and and eating penguins with a spork because everyone was so random and oh, saying doom. I shirt school quirky. every single day. Everyone was like, my friends online call me the penguin of doom. <laughs> you can't even be that, though. You could back Al? in the day. You, not Al. Yeah, but people, everyone was so quirky because what, of they were them. squatting in their high school yes. chairs. Yes, bro. yes, absolutely. Bro, it's like 100%. Naruto came out. Kids are Naruto running. That's a thing. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a, a thing. Got them. <laughs> Bodied them. Hey, tell me you didn't see motherfucking kids in your school in them fucking headbands. I'm on. not saying. Oh my God, kids, Naruto. There's still adults doing that. Like, we know a guy who still wears Naruto headbands every now I and then. I feel for these people, bro. I'm like, I'm all about anime and I'm not about shit, the Naruto wave. The headbands fucking rough. Bro. I'm from I the can... village hidden in the dank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's not clever, man. Dude. Hey, let me tell you this one was time. A fun joke. In this scarred No, no, I'm <laughs> saying wearing the headband around thinking you're cool. Oh, no, that would have gotten you kids. laid with a certain category of people. Hey, that's where true. Get that hot topic, girl. What they need yeah. is the they need the Naruto Quick sandals. Wood. Then 
then things will change. Let me, let me tell you what, what really helped me. I'm never... talking about those blue sandals that have the ankles exposed mm-hmm. and the feet exposed. Oh, you yeah. don't remember Naruto? What Naruto wears? Oh, like those weird Kikashi. sandals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the ankles are exposed yeah. and the toes are, but then the rest is like a they look like shoe. tacos. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. They look like chancletas. Fucking stupid ass Naruto characters and their st- Naruto characters have shit wardrobe. Uh, there, well, they I live in it. a weird world. With the exception of Kakashi, nothing in the world. Nothing. Like they have motorcycles, but they st- still go around on foot. Oh, like it's weird. Fucking fast. Anyway, real quick, let me let me run you down. This is what helped me steer clear in life of of becoming a headbang wearing motherfucker walking, <laughs> around, walking around my arms behind me like I'm Naruto running. I walked in books a million one day when I was a kid with my dad. We hang out on Sundays. And there was a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh, no, a Pokemon tournament going on. Pokemon, not Yu-Gi-Oh. And this kid grabs the card, puts it up to his forehead, closes his eyes and says, heart of the cards, heart of the cards, and sets it down. And he meant that shit. And, I remember, <laughs> and I'm like, well, this ain't even Yu-Gi-Oh, bro. But I remember looking at him and thinking, oh my God, that is the dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen. I can't be like this kid. So that I need a change. Exactly. That's the moment I realized I can go as far deep into anime and weebu shit as I want. I have a guiding light that will keep me away from going too far, straying too I far. I saw that recently, actually. And that's when that kid said, I've invoked heart the heart of the, of the cards. cards. And he meant it, bro. No. He meant it with every... You need to mean it. If you don't mean it, it won't work. He's the kid who thinks he can go Super Saiyan, bro. It, oh, you remember that video? Oh. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that black kid. No. <laughs> Dude, I feel bad for that kid. I was like, bro, damn you, the internet just coming out and you fucked yourself, bro. All eternity. <laughs> nah, that kid's cool as shit. He did like two more after that, no, too. No, bro. He did it. He tried to do it again. Like, oh, two, like two or three times. He's like, I'm going to go Super Saiyan 2 this time. And it's like. Hey, you go for a college mission to like Harvard and like, hmm, we see your character is interesting. Um, What is this video of you trying to go Super Saiyan? Like, <laughs> Yeah, we, nah. don't, we don't let crazies in here. Sorry Vadine about you. Are you kidding me? We'll hire retards. This is a planet Namek. You're going to have to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> the Dean of Admission says that to you. Go back to your weird friend Oolong. Sorry, this is what do you think this is? Capsule Corp? And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, this is Planet of a Cheetah. It's, it's dead. Dead for you. No, I think that the back. school board would be like, we've got to let this kid in. We raise our Super Saiyan population. <laughs> God, no, <laughs> Saiyan representation. Oh. Like, we got to raise our Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let it Is that why of, they stopped accepting Asians? They stopped accepting they Asian kids. Super too many Super Saiyans. <laughs> super Saiyans. We're no longer accepting Super oh Saiyans. Oh my God, talking about Dragon Ball Z and live movie adaptations, which is the trend right now for, for anime to be a, a live action. Let's talk about the one that started it all and killed it all. Evolution? Dragon Ball Z live action. Fucking blows. Wait, can Evolution? we, can we, can we talk about that ass. another episode? Yeah, it is Let's watch late. it, actually. Let's Somebody all watch it. Somebody needs their ass whooped for that. I just want to say let's that. Wa- let's, all, let's all watch it. Yeah, and we just watch, review that I don't that know if shit. we can make it through that, bro. I'd have to be pretty trash. I, took I never watched a, it. I took a girl on a date to that movie. <laughs> you didn't get shit, bro. I'm sorry. Um, I got chlamydia. <laughs> oh. yeah. I thought taking a girl to Endgame was bad. Bro. Really? Yeah, because she didn't watch any of the other movies. 
I literally took no, her on a date just to get, just to watch it, just to check it off on my list. She's it. like, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, it's because if she's willing to Yavin, see it and not have him watch the others, she's not a serious bride. Don't even mess her time with her. No. <laughs> she's willing to throw commitment around like, hey, I'll watch the last movie in the 20 movie franchise. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't okay. trust no, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell exactly. her what movie it was. I was, like, I was like, I'm not telling you what movie it is because you're not going to watch it with me. And she's like, okay. And then Endgame comes on. She's like, fuck this. Oh, like, if I met, like, fuck this shit. If I met some bitch and so she I was like, her. I've seen Shrek 3, but none of the others, I'd be like, you can't trust that. Exactly. That's uh, a red. I'm a bagger up. That's the reddest of flags. I got to bag that bitch. No. Um, no. I've seen the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean, the third Shrek, and the fifth Harry Potter, and those are the only ones I've seen. No, bro. Like, that's a crazy person. That is. That is an insane she, person. She won't be there next I've week. I've only that's watched Spider-Man 3. <laughs> I've only watched, yeah. <laughs> She'll be in California next Put them in prison. <laughs> I've only seen Amazing Spider-Man 2. I've oh, only shit. watched Batman versus Superman. <laughs> oh, else. It's my only superhero experience. Oh, just is, that was such is, a tragedy, um, bro. Such Batman tragedy. Forever and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Those are <laughs> the only superhero movies I've ever seen. Uh, Dude, well. it's like that thing we were talking about at the beginning. Like, there's people that think Spider-Man Two. I remember walking out of there, think like with everyone going, "That was a decent movie." It is good. Sp- Amazing Spider-Man Two. Oh no, no! Wait, wait, wait. Don't you ever mix those two up? No, Amazing no. Spider-Man I'm saying people walked out of Amazing Spider-Man Two going, "Oh, that was a decent film." You know, when Jamie Fox was browing at things, it was great. <laughs> hey, I never saw the first Amazing Spider-Man. I only saw the one with Jamie Fox. It was alright. It was, but yeah. I mean, I mean, it was really corny when like electro. There was that scene with electro where he was like bouncing electricity off the nodes, and it made like dun 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 dun. I was like, that's fucking corny. Well, I'll say this: I liked it only because it felt like an homage to the Spider-Man video games I used to play. Like a lot of the scenes really felt like out of a Spider-Man video game, and that—that's the kind of part I liked. That's because Andrew Garfield's a fucking robot. Yeah, he's a phony. Okay, I'm sorry. I couldn't get he's into got him. got a baby and, head. His Mary Jane or whatever shit he had going. It was just so stupid. It's like, I can't love you because I'm Spider-Man. But you know, Spider-Man, I can't do it. Even though I killed your dad. So now I have to break up with you and crush your heart again. I mean, none of that. I didn't even see the first one. And it made no fucking sense to me. Yeah. No, I... And it was explained. It still made no sense. I think that, like, dude, fucking a girl who's got a dead dad, is that's a scumbag move. That's like... Especially when you kill Give it some time to know that you're not taking a cheap shot. Like... That's Especially. weird. Like the dad's body is still warm in the ground, and you're like reaching you're around. Smash? You're yeah. like trying to lift up that skirt, and it's like Peter fucking scumbag Parker over here. He just blew up her dad. God. His dying wish was, "You're Spider-Man. Don't fuck my daughter. You're going to kill her." Like, oh, dude, I'll say this: the one thing that made that movie amazing to me, and I think that's why I'm clouded on it, is when she died, just like in the comics. When her head, I heard that thud on the ground. I was like, they just did the one thing. All these superhero movies are too soft to do. Kill fucking characters. It was amazing. It is true. The best thing about Amazing Spider-Man 2 is that they kill a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's it's one of the most unabashed. It is a brave killing of a woman. It is. I'm gonna. I got a tape recorder. Like, got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm gonna post it everywhere now. <laughs> I, I think. I, I think he I laid. clapped in the movie theaters when that happened. Well, I was like, "This is what I wanted." Can well, ask for no more. Damn, this has been a long up. Yeah, this has been the Spider-Man oh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, Blast Bob from the Plast episode two. So thanks for being on, friend of the show, Bob. 
Bob. Mysterious Bob. Mysterious Bob. I like that. <laughs> uh, you going to be on for another up? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, all right. We can all. Well, this has been Boku No Podcast. I hope you all have enjoyed this trip down memory lane. Deuces. Yeah. Throwback Wednesdays. This has been a throwback Wednesday. A woman crush Wednesday. And my woman crush is Misa Misa. We've talked about a lot of women deaths and women violations this, this episode. Yeah, like Goblin, Bukake. Yeah, rape, dude. The women have really been taking L's tonight. There, it'll get better. <laughs> I think we're 2020. Uh, turn it into 20 plenty of women representation. <laughs> yeah. We have to go over soon, dears, on the next episode. After 2019 was 20 grind, 20 spine teen, because we put our back into it this year. Nice. Oh, God. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> your best closer. And now we're going into 20 plenty. So get ready, or 20 spenny. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm okay, done. <laughs> I'm done here. I'm sorry. So I'm done. 10 I, minutes of this charade. All right. I've been your host, Nick. This has been Boku Podcast. This is later on. Mm-hmm.